sink in three, two, one. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Film Me In podcast. It's been a while. Um, I'm your host, Xander Langwiston, the, the host of this renaissance of top tier podcasting. And with me this week are two special guests. Uh, they might not be so special in the future because they might be here a little more often. Um, we have, first up, Mr. Hamish Beaton. Hello, hello. And we also have the wonderful, the unique Mr. Joe Cook. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> 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 um yeah Unique, i'm all good <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen guys it has been over eight months since i last recorded this podcast in that time we've done a lot of work behind the scenes we have we have we went to london you did you did go to london how was that yeah um my, myself and what was at the time producer james amali He's still producing. Um, he's still doing. Well, no, he's I'm still... I'm producing now, and I think he's like <laughs> he's doing like background management. He described it as. Yeah, um, is that what he said? I haven't even. Yeah, yeah. To him. <laughs> he's giving himself yes, a role. I love it. Yeah, we, we, we've done we've done lots of work. Um, <laughs> uh, it was brilliant. We got to meet a lot of industry professionals. Uh, we uh, we accidentally just walked into uh, Global's private lounge. Oh god, I remember this. Yeah, that was a real moment. Fantastic, fantastic. And what have you been up to, Joe? Uh, just the usual, you know. Um, twiddling my thumbs. I've been photoshopping. That's what I've been doing. So Yes, I see these on Twitter. If you see a poster for the Film Me In podcast, hopefully it'll be a little bit more polished than my previous work. Uh, but exciting stuff, hopefully, to come. Well, your, your previous work has always been phenomenal. Oh, shit. It's always been excellent, man. Aww. And this new Doctor Who stuff, I see them on Twitter all the time. They are so excellent. Um, if, you, if you're if you a mild fan of Doctor Who, uh, go and check out Joe's Twitter. It, the, the link will be in the uh, sort of the episode notes. Yeah. And we'll plug everything else at the end as well. Because we're spineless bastards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we are. So this week, we have the unenviable task of wrapping up the year in our Lord 2022 wow what a fantastic year everything came apart in 2022 but cinema didn't cinema didn't cinema came back together it really in 2022 did. is what it did cinema was strong yeah very strong year for movies very very strong i wish my family would come back together <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh we love it i mean we don't we don't love it Anyway, <laughs> I love you, mum and dad. Before <laughs> before we get into our main topic, though, we are going to start off with a new segment that I like to call "Tell Me Moan." Ooh. Tell me moan. Like, does he have a car? This is the segment in which each of us get to have a little moan about something that may have ticked us off during the week. Um, it doesn't have to be movie related, but it can be movie related. Does anyone have okay. a big moan to have? Well, Sander. I, th- I think I'll leave because I'm feeling rather cheesed off. You're feeling cheesed off? <laughs> I'm, Cheese. I'm feeling rather miffed. Oh, no. Anti-chuffed. No. Anti-chuffed. anti-chuffed. One might say, one might say a little bamboozle. <laughs> Bemused, maybe. No. I am unamused. <laughs> now, um, currently, uh, nationwide, in the UK, universities are going on strike, and whilst it is all for 
the the best of reasons um i only have one module this this like term at uni until i graduate and it is final project and i have three lectures until i'm just left on my own to do final project the final one of those lectures is being inhaled by by the strike and it's not being rescheduled oh jesus so i found that out at last last week um so i'm i'm kind of a little like because i was sick during the first week's lecture had the second lecture and now i'm just kind of floating in the water <laughs> i feel like I, I i feel like um you're like a real avatar yeah I, I feel like i've got like wilson beside me and i'm just sitting on a raft <laughs> drifting in the in the unknown and at some point wilson my little ball of stability will you know swim away and i'll be left there screaming his name <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm a little bit you know cheesed off one might say i couldn't understand your your cheesedness no my, my housemate is having the same issue he's he's had so many of his lectures and, mod, and modules cancelled just because uh, they're all on strike and it is for good reason it's so it's so hard to get annoyed at them but it's also like it's it's your future you know and, and this guy like, I'm paying nine grand for it. I get it, but like that nine grand is gonna turn like it's already like quadrupled and there's interest on it. And yeah, it's just horrendous. <laughs> and this guy's is why you attend Leeds Beckett University, because they all the teachers there know their place. Um, not sponsored they, they know they're not we? supposed to get they know they know that they know they're not supposed to get pay rises. They do their job. Um, <laughs> human rights, you mean human wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was of course a joke the big up leads back here uh, thank you for the degree in that um <laughs> joe do you have anything you'd like to get off your chest oh, oh yes um see you would you would for the serious option mine's kind of like a bit petty <laughs> um so i i love soundtracks like i'm an absolute soundtrack nerd and i don't know if you remember Xander, but you sent me the soundtrack for um babylon and I you were did. like hook this into your veins Yes. And I listen to it and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's like, it annoys me so much. I am oh, sick man. of hearing it now. And everyone's like, That's it's, an, ama- oh, it's an amazing this. track. <laughs> Everyone's saying, That's oh, it's so such rough. a good soundtrack. I'm like, no, it's not. I, I genuinely, I opened our chat earlier and I saw that I sent you Babylon. I was thinking, man, I should have asked Joe how what he thought of the Babylon soundtrack. And I'm <laughs> well, now, now you've got your answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dude, no. Oh I've, had it, I've had it on repeat. I had the most intense piss of my life while listening to Coke Room. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's truly excellent. Um, Coke Room and Voodoo Mama have entered all of my playlists, nah, no matter the Voodoo genre. Mama, Voodoo Mama stinks. <laughs> oh, no. More like Poo Poo Mama. <laughs> You're just... The pair of you. What? <laughs> You're going for each other's throats. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> listen, listen. I think the, the movie Babylon is, is, is a huge mess, but the music is like the one truly incredible thing in that movie nah um i can't believe you didn't like it and now i know that you, nah. you have no taste at all anyway uh. Uh, <laughs> oh joe i'm i'm truly devastated that you didn't i'm, like I'm that. so sorry i'm so sorry i mean didn't he do the music for whiplash as well 
He did. It's just in her wits. He, he's done the music for all of uh, Damien Chazelle's movies, including La La Land. Yeah, that was good. A movie that I have very shamingly have just watched, Whiplash. <gasps> oh, yeah. Shamefully, I've just watched Ooh. it. And... Oh, don't boo me. Boo. I have been brought into the crowd of enlightenment. It is... Oh, <laughs> it's a masterpiece. That movie. Did you know uh, Omni-Man's in it? Oh. It's J.K. Simmons. He has a name. Yeah, that bloke. He's, he's very famous. Well, no. <laughs> Spider-Man. No, Joe says Omni... Joe says Omni-Man because I recently made him sit down and watch Invincible. Oh, it was so, so good. good. I had it's tingles. so good. I love those... Uh, like, I love watching old DC animated films. Um, even even oh, man. no matter the quality, I just kind of there's a I don't know like a Kevin Kevin Conroy's voice as well. Yeah, there's just like a oh, a man. childlike wonderment to them all. When I sit there, I'm just like I feel like a six year old watching these Batman cartoons. They're so good. Um, Mask of the Phantasm and, and Invincible. The best DC movie. Invincible gave oh. me the same feeling that those old ones did, except it's like super fucked up. Well, coming <laughs> later in 2023. Uh, at the at the back end, more or less, apparent, according to the team behind Invincible. Yes, we're getting more. We're getting season two. We are epic. And, uh, did you hear about who animated that trailer? No. Who? He, uh, the guy, is like super deep into hentai porn, and he draws <laughs> porn. Oh. And he oh, no. animated that Invincible trailer. Oh. I mean, he did a um, great job. Really it looks very job. good. It looks very it looks good. Great. It was, it was a really like, if you've watched, I advise anyone to go back and rewatch Invincible because it's a fantastic series. But the fact we we just finished watching the final episode, and then I told Joe that they'd released the teaser, so we watched the teaser. Mm. And when you watch them side by side, it's the shading and the kind of like ray tracing they've put on. It's the animation. It's do you know what it's like? It's like the TV version of the Simpsons versus the film version of the Simpsons. Yeah, it is. They've really yeah. upped the budget. They've really yeah. upped the budget. They splashed. They splashed the cash this time. The the they've got the audience hooked. And I think most of what people say about that show is that it's excellent, but the animation isn't up to scratch. And now they're well, proving that wrong. So now they just need to kill it with the story again. I I, I would say the animation was up to scratch for a season one of like a show yeah. that no one knew see i th- you know? i think that but i'm i'm for some reason i'm elbow deep in animation twitter and they all gun for evidently because you know hentai yeah artists. i mean if, if <laughs> yeah, that, evidently. Is why, that is why no other reason um <laughs> i mean if the trailer's that good i, I you know you yeah, think, you know? Oh, they'll be putting work into this and they're taking the time which is what i like yeah, we, we we all know that episode one of that season two, if it's anything like season one, will like just shake you to the core. Yes. I'm having I, w- I went on a binge two weeks ago and read all, I believe, 144 issues of Invincible oh in one God. sitting. Damn! Um, I, I It took me a solid, like, I want to say four to five hours. Um, The perks of being a part-time worker. <laughs> and <laughs> I... I... Like, the thing is, the first season only takes place over, like, the first eight issues. Oh, man. So it gets so much worse after that. It gets so much worse. It's like the boys, isn't it? If you read the boys' comic books, then it's it's super messed up. And then you watch the show, and they change so much because so much of it has to be, like, uh, even just, like, 
sort of censored for TV. Well, well, no, no, that's the thing. The Invincible show, there's like, there's very little changed. Oh, really? There's very, very little. It's so incredibly close to the source material, like nearly, nearly shot for shot. It's Robert Kirkman who did it, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, he did Walking Dead as well. I believe so. Yes. No, it's near shot for shot in some of the stuff. It's brilliant. I will move on to my uh, moan of the week. Um, oh. And it's it's oh. got to be directed at all the homophobes who hate The Last of Us now. Yes. Um, Stinky have, people. Have oh, you guys been watching man. this show? It's so good. The show's really good. I, I have my problems with it so far. I think for, for, the, for the massiveness of the scale of the show... And how much they've been hyping it up, and the marketing, and all this, and how much everyone loves it. I think the sh- show feels kind of cheap. I think it, oh. in parts, it looks really cheap. Uh, I um, think the the latest episode, I'd say, is the, the you know the the worst contender of that. Yeah, it just I don't know. It feels really, it's massive, but it feels so small scale in. Not like the story. I think the story, the story they're going to nail anyway because they're just adapting the video game and it's a story-based video game. You can't really go wrong with it. Mm. Unless they do some sort of massive change halfway through, which I doubt they would because they've got all the same creatives from the game to the show. Um, what, what, I mean... So I've only watched the first episode. Okay. So I, can, I, can't, I can't speak too heavily on it. Yeah. Um, what I will say is that... It seems it seems to be one of the better faithful adaptations. Yes. When it comes to your your video games to to movies or TV shows, because we all know how well that's gone in the past. <laughs> yes. Assassin's Creed, you know. Um, look, looking at you, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> um, which to be fair, I enjoyed. I enjoyed until I went. This is an Assassin's Creed movie. And I went. Mm, never mind. Um, <laughs> but. The thing is, it's real. It's been really faithful so far, and the changes that have happened have been good changes. People that are complaining that oh, they're not gay in the in like the video game, blah blah blah. We don't actually see any of this. They're just like in letters, blah blah blah. Get a life. And in, if you think about it, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. If you think about that, the way the game goes, you go to this guy's house. He's kind of a dick. And he, he gives you a car. And, like, in a TV show, that'd have been really boring. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't know this guy. He bump into him once, and then he disappears for the rest of the show. Like, that's that's not good storytelling. And sure, it works in a game because it's a fetch quest. You go over to this guy. I need to get something. I know a guy. We go to a guy. He gives you a little quest. You go away. You come back. You get the thing. That kind of... You know, that's how video games work. But in a show... You have to give this guy a character, a proper character. And so they take the opportunity. Especially if you're casting Nick Offerman. It, it, they, they casted Nick Offerman. Yeah. Like, the the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> you don't just cast him and be like, okay, he's going to show up in a scene, then bye. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just, I, I, don't, I don't get the hate. I mean, I do get the hate because the world is filled with homophobes. Um, yeah. and, I, and I saw one clip that made me giggle so oh. much. It was oh, only hot takes from Sander. It was <laughs> only hot takes. <laughs> it was it was a clip of some guy saying, "Listen, the show's really great, but like, come on, man, kids are watching this. 
who which parents are letting their goddamn kids watch this movie about this show about the po- the the apocalypse the zombie apocalypse the pope, <laughs> the pope. what, what parents the pope. well what parents i thought you said the pope i was like what the fuck is that? <laughs> Um, sorry about that. I don't know what happened with the internet there. It just kind of dipped out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, who, who, what, what kids are watching this? Anyway, I hate homophobes. You can all suck my fat gay cock. Um, should we get into the main topic, guys? No. No. I would prefer to instead end the episode right here. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll see you guys later. See you guys in the next one. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next year. <laughs> See you in eight months. (laughs) Fuck you, Joe. Yeah, let's move on to the main topic, which, as I mentioned, is going to be our wrap-up of 2022 in movies and TV. And what a year. We mentioned it up top. An absolutely stellar year for everything. But I don't think... I think we all loved this year as a whole. But we don't want to do the obvious thing, which is just go through a list of movies and say what was our favourite and what was our least favourite. I feel like that's a bit boring, a bit done, a bit washed. So instead, what we're going to do is present the 2022 Film Me In Podcast Awards. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I was really cinematic. We have some, yeah, I know, I'm going to be a voice actor one day. I've got got chills. <laughs> that, that was me ruining my voice. I can't talk now. That is that was just your test. That was just your like trial take for General Grievous. Yeah. Yeah. General yeah. Kenobi. Anyway. Um and suddenly his career went down the crapper. <laughs> so I've got um I've come up with some awards that I think some movies uh can win. Uh, there's some some interesting okay. categories. Um, if you guys have any other mentions that you want to throw into these categories, then let me know. Uh, I was going to say, can we just disagree and say the Batman for every award? <gasps> um, soundtrack. Soundtrack. Yes, go on. Yeah, I actually haven't done one for best soundtrack, but I guess the Batman can win that one. So already. it's definitely not Babylon. We'll start with that. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> so I think the best place to start is um, the best movie with the most accurate title. Oh. Now, we have some really great contenders for this award. Um, the, the, the first nominee, Bullet Train. Whole movie takes place on a bullet train. Wait, what? Only hot takes here on the Filmian <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, the next nominee, Dog. What's that about? It is <laughs> Channing Tatum with a dog. It's a dog. It's about dog. Action hero Channing Tatum. Guys, guys, it's about dog. It's a movie about a dog. Action hero Channing Tatum that loses <laughs> out on every sequel movie or movie he's lined up to be in. Bless his heart. He's still gunning for Gambit, you know. It's Gambit. So he sad. really is. It's so sad. And, and, and the develop, stuck in development hell Kingsman movie that is just not, oh never God. coming oh out. Oh, God. Um... Bless his, bless his heart. <laughs> the next nominee, Men. It's got men in it. <gasps> Hall- Halloween Ends. It certainly did end. Ambulance. Moonfall. No. Oh. Tall Girl Ugh. 2. No! And Women oh. Talking. <laughs> Best Picture nominee... <laughs> Women talking. 
Now are we are not saying anything about the quality of these movies. Um, what do you think should win the award for for most accurate title? Um, I haven't seen all of them. I that, think that's I okay. That's okay. I've seen a grand total of one. <laughs> so on that regard, <laughs> I'm going to say Bullet Train. <laughs> um, I I personally think that my that my winner uh, w- would be would be women talking because having seen only the trailer. It sure does look like there's a lot of women talking in that movie. Oh. See, my one I just want to go for is men. Because men. here's the thing. Here's the thing. With women talking, there can be loads of different things. It could be women talking on a bus, women talking on a train. There's so much that could happen. Yeah. Whilst it's just a broad, blunt term, men. Yeah, there's you know men what? in I've every ch- film, isn't there? I, so. I, I've cha- I don't want to give Tall Girl 2 the, uh, the double award. Because we did, it did win the award for most accurate title back in 2019 when the first one was released. Um, we didn't do the awards back then. I'm lying to you. So uh, I'm, I have a uh, question. Uh, yes, go on, please. Are there two tall girls in Tall Girls Two? There are actually two tall girls. Oh, okay. only the hottest hmm. takes on the filmian podcast. Ooh, two tall, this is getting interesting two girl. Though. And she's two tall, tall. Two girl. Yeah. Yes. Huh. See, I would have put Marry Me in for this. Marry Me is a good shout. I didn't think about that one. That's really good. But because their entire the entire movie is about Owen Wilson getting married. <laughs> yeah, but it, I think it would have been better if it was called Marry Me Owen Wilson. But I mean, unfortunately, I it's just that, called Marry Me. I think that might just be a dream of that yours. might be. Yeah. That might be wow. subliminally coming through. Um, <laughs> What 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 do we want to give what what do we want to give the award to then? Um, sticking with men. Sticking with I men. Mean, I think you're bound to find a man in a film, unfortunately. So I yeah, men. We'll back men. We're three men, and we're gonna back men. Yeah. Well, congratulations, <laughs> men. We're the and target Alex demographic. Congratulations. Uh, you can pick up your award whenever you are ready. Um, yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't care for that movie. I haven't I, seen it. I don't know. There's too many <laughs> men in it. Right. Um, we're going to move on to the best superhero show of the year. There were a few, mm-hmm. uh, and this is going to start a trend of awards of, uh, of three superhero awards in a row. So uh, just buckle up for a lot of superhero talk because we know that's what a lot of you like to hear. I'm, this is what I thrive on. This is what I was originally brought on the show for. <laughs> yes, Bring you it, Shang Chi. Um, you didn't know anything about uh, it. Shang Chi. <laughs> oh yeah, Shang Chi. Um, well, I I knew that the the main villain of it, the big, uh, I don't want to use another one of my uh, f words, but s- <laughs> the the big dragon at the end, the dweller in the darkness, is a very obscure Doctor Strange villain. Is he really? Yeah, he's uh, one of the Lords of Fear. Oh, nice! Can I see you. Yeah. You're such a nerd, man. Nerd. This is why you're here. Anyway, that's not why exactly. you're here. You're here because you're fun. Best superhero show. We have the nominees are the boys. She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, and Peacemaker. Now, what do we think? Is it a clean sweep for the boys? Or does uh, someone want to give Peacemaker, Peacemaker a shout? Because Peacemaker, Peacemaker. Disney Plus was kind of dog shit this year. Uh, Peacemaker, hands down. Peacemaker, hands down. Not even a contention hands for the boys. Not, um, not even a contention. Huh. Um, I see, I liked Moon Knight. I think it started strong. And then you had mm. uh, the Lyle the Crocodile in the finale. 
uh, voiced by Sean Mendes. So I maybe the boys. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I won't lie. To be fair, Moon Knight started brilliantly, it and it turned in like the final episode was the last ten minutes of a Power Rangers episode. Yeah, where they all grow tall and they punch. They punch the ever-loving shit out of each yeah, other. The, the, and then the day is saved. The show really fell apart for me. It sh- it, like, I think the first ep- the first episode was so good. And then there was a moment, I think it was episode five was really good, when they're sort of going through the backstory of it all. Um, mm. But I just don't want to bring myself to watch it again, because I feel like what rewatching the first episode is just going to wind me up. Yeah, I... There's a really small nitpick that I have with the show as well. Because it's clear that the show had a budget. Yeah. And a damn good budget as well. Yeah. And the final... I think it's the post-credits of when you see Mark as one of his other personalities. And yeah. he shoots um, the guy in the car in the limo. Like, throughout the show, they've used gun replicas they've showed like everything moving with the guns if you actually go back and watch that clip the gun doesn't move <laughs> if they just do the sound that's funny and like there's a little muzzle flash it looks like it was done on like an iphone <laughs> yeah no, is there a is there a visual effects category coming up uh, no because it because oh, avatar would win because there is <laughs> yeah. on the on the subject of Miss Marvel, there is a terrible shot in there where someone's head is pushed up against the glass, but it's a cutout JPEG of their face. What? <laughs> it's bloody awful. Oh my god, I haven't. That is atrocious. Miss Miss Marvel is another one. I think started off really well, and I think weirdly mm. ended well. I think it's one of the only Disney Plus shows that I think stuck the landing of the finale. I, f- I think episode one and the last one were directed by the same person. That makes so much sense. And I yeah. think, I'll be, I'll be honest, there's... Episodes four and five kind of lost me, because in the first three episodes and in the last episode, you follow a group of people. And then in episode four and five... She leaves New York, she leaves home, and we leave all these characters behind, and she goes on her own adventure um, to sort of find out about her past in Pakistan. And I think that's really interesting, but at least take some of the characters we know with us, because now you're just introducing us to... It's essentially a whole other pilot with two characters we know, and one of them's the mum, who we haven't had much time with. Nor do we like, like. in any shape or form. I mean... In in fairness, I do think those episodes were a big step for Marvel. Yeah. Because they showed the they showed the partition. They did show the partition. Like, they did do that. like Marvel has always been really careful with anything to do with like race or ethnicity. They have stepped around it. And for the likes of Falcon and Winter Soldier, yes, they did touch on that with Sam Wilson being a Captain America. But they also decided with the likes of John Walker who has been... I'm not saying they should show, ra- like, racists. Yeah. Like, John Walker's a racist. Yeah. Like, in his most recent comic, which a lot of that shows takes from, he's incredibly racist to Asian people. <laughs> and they're just like, we'll just give him the uh, unnamed black wife that we've never really met ever in the comics. <laughs> like, here, we just, just put that in. <laughs> so like whenever i was watching with my partner and whenever the partition came into shot i was like 
oh my fucking god, they're doing it. Marvel is showing like, the racism. Like, Marvel's not afraid to show the culture and, like, where where this, like, culture has come from and what it's endured. It's not, like, just brushing over that heritage. Yeah. So, I I mean, I'll give Miss Marvel points for that, but Peacemaker, sorry. <laughs> um, are we going to mention She-Hulk? Because I think it's kind of good for what it I, is. I like, I like some of it. I think the one with... Uh, was it the magician called like Johnny Storm? Or yeah, like Johnny Johnny Blaze. That was a real. I love that episode. Um, Don Donny Donny Blaze was it? Donny Blaze because Johnny Blaze is a Ghost Rider in Marvel, he, he and that really annoyed me because there's a goddamn poster in the background for Johnny Blaze in yes, one of the episodes. There is. Oh, um, I think that one and the Daredevil one, very strong. Yeah, the the, the, the Daredevil episode was the best episode. Yeah, and it's. It's such a shame that they let us know that Daredevil was in the show, and it was so apparent that Daredevil was in the show so early on. And it's another reason, like, week in, week out, man, I can't be dealing with week in, week out TV anymore. Because we live, we now live in an age, I think, I need to just stay off Twitter, is my big issue with this. I need to stay off Twitter. Because you watch an episode of TV, you go on Twitter, and people are moaning about things that have happened just like in episode three and like well what's going on with this why haven't they given us any answers for this like maybe watch next week's episode and they'll probably tell you what happens and i can't deal with the marvel crowd every single week going oh my god i can't wait for daredevil and why isn't daredevil in this episode why is it daredevil in this episode it's not a daredevil show it's not yeah and like you've got to you've got to enjoy the show you're watching and i think I saw an, I saw a video slating She-Hulk before it came out, saying he saw the first three episodes and was blindsided by how bad it was. And then the the episode he was talking about in, uh, was the um, Megan Thee Stallion episode. He it's said a that as one. a Marvel fan, the, he said that as the, a Marvel the fan, the infamous it broke twerking, him. the infamous twerk. Yeah, no, I think listen, that's a bit of fun. I'm down for that. You know what? Do what you want. Um, and I think I, the story yeah, of I, the guy who's been um he's been conned by this asgardian elf and he was saying oh, right. like this oh, ruins right. like right. asgard and the culture and she starts saying that asgard is a place and a people that ruins that moment from thor ragnarok and you're ruining the legacy of these of, of asgard now by including this character in this plot line it's like it's a sitcom set in a superhero world yeah please let I, it go i okay i think the th- thing with she-hulk is people people are very much used to marvel shows being quite a serious tone like we we haven't really had a thing like she-hulk no and i think that comes hand in hand with how self-aware the character is yeah again it's it's very much on the same vein as deadpool however it's it's very much disney deadpool like hyper friendly well they're trying to do it they're trying to do it like fleabag aren't they yeah, that's yeah. what they're going for, but they obviously can't be as dirty as Fleabag, and they can't be. Well, it, it can't be Fleabag because then you're just doing Fleabag. Like, the the thing is, a lot of people took offense in that show, um, especially to a scene when Jen gets angry at Bruce and vents how she feels as a woman. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, I can't believe," you know she thinks that because 
Bruce can turn into the Hulk as well, and like he's been dealing with that his whole life, blah blah blah. And I think people misunderstand where that was coming from. People aren't say like the show wasn't trying to say, you know, people's this this gender's problems are bigger than the others in any shape or form, or trying to belittle men. Because the show the show is about. I mean, it, it takes a look at toxic masculinity. Yeah. And if, if, pe- if people need to kind of relax to a degree and understand that it is a show. It is a fun show about lawyers in a superhero world because, my God, must they have a difficult job. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but, uh, it, it, like we, we see it even in like the small little one-off cases. Yeah, it's a magician who accidentally opens a portal to hell. Yeah, and and I like think for a show, I think the character of um, what's she called, Mad- Madison. Mad Madison. She's excellent. She could have been so she- easily annoying, but I think she's just the right level of annoying that I kind of mm. love her. Absolutely. Well, yeah, she 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 definitely feeds into that kind of Wong. Yeah. Like meme, I want to say because. Everyone, like, has seen Wong as this, like, really stern kind of teacher. But in all the movies he appears in, like, even his brief appearance in Infinity War, he asks Doctor Strange for a tuna sub. Yeah. Like, he's um, not a se- he's like, not an overly serious character. He's always yeah, been he, cheeky He looks fun. petrifying, but he's, like, at his base, I think he's one of the most human MCU characters. Yeah. Because, like, in Shang-Chi, he goes and gets drunk with them at the end yeah exactly he gets blasted and sings karaoke but yeah to my point i think she hoped people need to lay off a little yeah they do and and understand that it is a fun show absolutely and that's all it needs to be absolutely it's definitely not the best superhero show of the, of the year though oh yeah no i won't give it um that. now that we've oh. had that out of the way um <laughs> peacemaker <laughs> joe i i want to say the boys i i i I want to say the boys as well. <laughs> oh, the boys has won can, the award. Can, okay. oh, hold on. Can I give can I give a quick like reason why I'm not going with the boys? Yes. Okay. My reason for not going with the boys is rather simple. It is quite akin to the comics in which a lot of it is done for shock factor. It is a massive massive parody on dc and marvel and image and boom and all that and i agree with it it's brilliant it's a great idea however how often do you go back and rewatch the boys i've re-watched i haven't it once twice. and the thing is with the boys you kind of watch it and you're like man that was shocking they did this they did that and then it kind of fizzles out doesn't it it kind of fades into obscurity and suddenly you're not talking about the boys. I don't know. I think I've had more conversations with people about the boys than I have about uh, Peacemaker. I, I think That's I'm the, fair. I think I'm the only one of my friends who's seen Peacemaker. Oof. I, I well, think... to be fair, the HBO Max release didn't exactly help. Yeah, so it's only say, on Sky over here. HBO Max is stinky. Well, it's because, it's because Warner Brothers has a deal with Sky which is why we have Sky Atlantic over here instead of HBO. Sky Atlantic is essentially HBO. We get Game of Thrones and The Last of Us and House of the Dragon and all that stuff from Sky Atlantic onto uh, from HBO onto Sky Atlantic. And so 
all the HBO shows will come to Sky, and that I think that uh, contract runs out in 2025. Which is why also you saw that um, Zack Snyder's Justice League when that came out, that was on, that came now out TV. on Sky and now TV because now TV is owned by Sky. So when HBO Max finally comes to the UK, it'll be like 2025, and we'll probably get all these shows on HBO yeah. Max over here, but it's just not available over here because. Sky has a contract with HBO for now. That's that's but, fine. Just to just to explain but, it, Joe, because I knew you were about to go on a rant, and it is still <laughs> it is still rant worthy because it's so annoying, stupid. But um, it just shuts off quite a big bit of the audience. You know, that's that's my does. my nitpick. It does. It does. But yeah, that that's where I'll leave with Peacemaker. I think, I think for me, The Boys is brilliant when it comes out, but then. After a few months, I don't ever go back and rewatch The Boys. I never have felt compelled to. And I think that kind of like shock factor of them crashing into a whale and all the blood and guts, it's done. I think Peacemaker was really good. And I wish more people had seen it. Um, and I I, th- I hope in this new DC shakeup we're going to get season two. Um, but I guess we'll find out when it happens. Um, so the best superhero show of the year goes to the boys and Amazon. Congratulations, guys. You can pick Woo-hoo. up your reward whenever you're ready. Now, moving on. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. We've gone for men and the boys. Is there a bit, in a, bit of an agenda here? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, we, we also said we said we didn't like She-Hulk. <gasps> no. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. This is the end of the podcast. We're going to get cancelled. <laughs> the, 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 the next episode that comes out one of us will have been gone and have been replaced with a woman. (laughs) (laughs) The next category is best superhero movie. Um, We have the the nominees. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Doctor Strange (laughs) in the Multiverse of Madness. Black Adam. Your favourite movie. Werewolf by Night. And, um, oh, there's this other film on here called The Batman. Has anyone seen that? You really should have just led with The Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's going to win, isn't it? Um, I'll be honest, this year hasn't been incredible. Uh, Before we go into The Batman, I I wanted to talk about Werewolf by Night's inclusion on this. Because I put it as a movie because it's kind of like a TV special. Mm. But it's like an hour and ten minutes long, so it's kind of a movie. I didn't want to put it in TV because it's not a show. It's a weird one. I put it in movie. It's not going to win. But it's it's really good and worth your time it's, if you've not seen it. It's damn good. Yeah, it's damn it, good. It also shows that I, Michael Giacchino is you know he's got the skill to direct and yes. not just compose. Yes. Yeah, and the music's good as well, which oh know, yeah is a whole other thing. But yeah, the, well, by now if you've not seen it, and yeah, and again this is one that is on Disney Plus. People aren't watching it because it's it's not got all the hype of like a a known Marvel property. Um, you need to give this a watch because it really is worth your time. Yeah, please, please, please go watch it because it is such a love letter to old horror. Like, if it like Frankenstein, Monster of the Black Lagoon, Dracula, all these old movies, they are such a. It is such a love letter. Oh, to dude, them. I got for Christmas. I got a box set of old monster movies. Ooh. So it's got all those classics you're talking about: Dracula, Frankenstein. Uh, the Invisible Man. Carry on screaming. Um, the Wolfman. 
all those great ones. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch those, and we might do an episode on them in the future. I'm, I am very glad. Uh, as a side note, uh, that you didn't add Thor: Love and Thunder to this list. Um, it's on, because... a, it's, it's on a list coming up shortly. Oh, I have a feeling. Okay, I'm very be. glad you didn't because I, I don't like that movie at all. We'll get to and it. And on top, we'll get to it. On top, on top of that, um, Werewolf by Night was has been the only. <laughs> The only bit of media that has reported on Gore the God Butcher from Thor Love and Thunder, because he's in Werewolf by Night. Is he really? But it's, Wait, it's what? the only one that has reported on him in a in an accurate screen, like a comic book accurate look. Because he he's very different. Like he's got he's got like mo- like Star Wars Twilight. Uh, you know, there's like uh, Star Wars characters that have like the big kind of they're like usually blue and they got big like kind of tentacles coming yeah. out their head, two big ones. Yeah, yeah. So he looks like one of those in the comics, and in the opening to Werewolf by Night, as they pan along the hieroglyphs on the wall, Gore the God Butcher is there wielding the sword he should have been wielding in the comics, which is made from Venom's creator. Sorry, there's your bit of Easter eggs. Bloody hell. Yeah. That's cool. No! <laughs> Scru- screw Taika Waititi. I'm sorry. I I did not like Thor Love and Thunder. And the more I think about it, the less I like Ragnarok. <laughs> but the best one... Um, guys, the best one because the first it, two were crap. Is it Doctor Strange? Um, I no. the, the Directing. The Sam Raimi stuff, brilliant. The rest yeah. of it... Not much substance... This is a movie that got worse for me as the year went on. I think when I when I first saw it, I was like, "Damn, this is it! Marvel is back. I'm ready to see whatever they put in front of me next." And then I watched it a second time. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's still really good. Like Sam Raimi's really great." But it, I don't know. So something's something's missing. And then I watched it on Disney Plus. I was like, "This is kind of long." Do you, do you know what it's like? It's like yeah. violent Spy Kids, but shit. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what, okay. what I found, what I found with it was that when I was watching it in the cinema, I kept like nudging my partner because um, we we like nudge each other to stuff we'd like and yes. whisper, yes. you know, the sin in the cinema. I'm sorry, oh. but when we were watching it, because it was it was hyped up as this massive kind of horror piece, yeah, and that was what it was marketed as. What that's what it was pitched as when it first got like the name was teased and everyone was like oh a horror marvel movie that's amazing yeah and then um and not much happened um horror wise like yeah you watch the illuminati die you watch black bolt's head pop but that's uh i think really it. i think the um, looking a bit spooky i think the whole thing with uh doctor strange's coke of the damned at the end that's dope as hell Feet, inject that into my veins. That with the guitar Agreed. riff, it is so good. I fit. Um, but there, there are the, so there are moments like that throughout the movie that I'm like, this is really great. This is really great. Oh, this, that's also really great. And then it's just, I don't know, man. Something just doesn't gel with me. There, there's, it, there's too much. There's a plot. There's a, there's a point where Marvel stepped in, and I think also yeah. WandaVision is a huge problem with this movie. And this is what we knew was going to happen with Disney+. Plus. People go into this movie and they're like, wait, hang on, why is Scarlet Witch a baddie now? What, what's going on? I mean, she's always been a baddie. Mm-hmm. But why is she like a bad guy now? What's going on? See, 
and unless you watch WandaVision and have a Disney Plus account, you have no idea what's going on. The, the thing about that is, I watched the behind the scenes on Disney Plus, and I think it was the writer who said originally Wanda was going to turn bad at the end, but he said, oh no, I don't want that to happen in another film, I want that to happen in my film. So she's going to be a villain from the start, which, you know, it didn't turn out the best, did it? There should have been more, no. more to it. Yeah, yeah. She, sh- I mean, they they almost had it in one division. That was one of my biggest problems with the show when it came out. We've taken a big sidetrack, but um, my, one of my biggest problems with it that they didn't just go for it with her. They didn't say, "Yeah, she's a villain now. She's a bad, bad person. She's done these terrible things." They kind of try and redeem her at the end, and it's that's not how this should have worked. Um, it doesn't because it doesn't flow nicely into multiverse. No, it doesn't. Um. But I still think it's got good moments. Yeah. Um, anything to say about Wakanda Forever? I watched it the other day, and it, it it's just it's just too long. It's really. I think long. it's. I, fell I think it's a lovely tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I think it's the best thing they could have done. Agreed for him. Absolutely. But I think. I don't know. I think the weakest parts of it are where, is where it tries to reach out to the wider Marvel universe. So you have uh, I don't I can't remember her name, but the one with Martin Freeman's character, Riri uh, Williams. Oh no! Oh, and her. Uh, oh, oh. Um, so you have Val, Val and Riri. Or Madame just, Hydra. You just didn't need them. Yeah, Riri Williams, I think, is the weakest part of that movie. Also, her um, suit at the end. Her suit at the end is so bad. Like you oh. see it at the start of the movie. She's in this clunky Iron Man suit. You see it in all the promo art. You're like that's excellent. Now I'm excited for this. Ironheart series are going to do. And then in the end, she just has like a perfect Iron Man suit. And like, all right, okay, yeah. now they, what's she going to do in this series? That's going to be boring. She's already got the suit. She, yeah, she builds a Power Ranger outfit. Yeah. Like, it does... I have watched people make edits. And if you haven't seen this, just go on YouTube and look up Ironheart Power Rangers. And people have, like, looped the Power Rangers theme over her, like, fighting above the ship. And it looks like you could... Yeah, it looks like it's from an episode... Of Power Rangers is bad. Like the CG is just bad. Um, like you, you look at comparisons compared to Iron Man One, and it's it's painful. It is. Um, anything to say on Black Adam? Did you guys watch it? No. Uh, yes, we watched it with oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm going that. to punch your face <laughs> in the face. For for those who aren't aware, um, we convinced Sander when he came over uh, to watch Black Panther, that we were going to go see Black Adam instead. And the entire walk to the cinema, we kept saying we were going to watch Black Adam. And it really stressed him out. Yeah, because I'd already seen Black Adam. I didn't want to see it but again. But you thought it was really good, didn't you? I did kind of like it. It was really it was really. Oh, wait, did you fun. actually? Oh. It... I did kind of like it. I did kind of like okay. Black Adam. I, I, ha- I have a bone to pick with The Rock over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do, you, do you want to do that in front of him, or should we stay on the podcast where it's safe? We'll stay on the podcast where it's safe. <laughs> From what I've seen, um, it was him who called in Henry Cavill, yeah, to to cameo as Superman, and that is what kind of sparked the oh, people like Henry Cavill Superman. We'll get we'll get Henry Cavill in. It, it was those DC executives that gave that green light. And then they hired James Gunn, and James Gunn went, 
this isn't gonna work. Yeah. I'm really sorry. I'm I think James Gunn's doing a cracking job. But I have a bone to pick with The Rock because he just really wanted a Superman cameo and very unfortunately set set in motion a chain of events that dot that really fucked Henry Cavill about. Yeah, it did. Really upsetting, really upsetting stuff. Yeah. The cameo was exciting, but we're never going to see anything more from yeah, we're never it. See I haven't it. seen the film, no. but from what I've heard, it's like an older superhero film. But one thing I, I, the one thing I have listened to is the soundtrack, and that I think is amazing. Soundtrack's pretty cool. Yeah. Soundtrack is pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah you, it feels you, you like spent... it's ripped right out of the noughties. Um, yeah. I okay. will say, one thing I do really appreciate is that. Um, the costumes are excellent. You can tell everyone's yes. wearing their costumes, and I love the color palette of the movie. I think that's so underrated uh... when you get to like some Marvel films, and everything's just sort of grayscale, and you just everything looks monotone. I think it's really great to see this movie, and all the characters have color, and you they that, look like fair. they're ripped right out of comic books. Excellent stuff. Um, I yeah, Justice Society carried that movie. Yeah, uh, but the winner's yeah, the hands, Batman. Hands the Batman, no, hands down. Film. Batman's excellent, Re- really good movie. Who'd have thunk it? We went, we went to see the midnight viewing. I then woke up the next day, turned to my partner in bed, and said, "Do you want to go see it again right now?" Yes, and we went and saw it within the hour. Oh, dude, I did that with um, what did I do? I did that with Spider-Man: No Way Home. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's unfortunate. What is it? I I I have rewatched that a few times now, and the more I rewatch it, the more I think. Wow, the first half of this movie is Peter applying for college. And then that, that's it. Put a timer on your phone until stuff actually starts happening. It is in the like movie. is it like forty minutes, isn't it? It is like forty yeah. minutes. Yeah. God damn. Um yeah, I, I think that I don't think there's much to say on the Batman that hasn't already been said by a million people. It is Art. one of the best of the year. Mm. Uh, I'm sure it'll be discussed a little bit later on as well. I think it is shocking um, it wasn't congrats- nominated for best soundtrack. I think that's disgusting. Yeah, or um, I think a lot of people would argue for best cinematography as that well. That too, yeah. Uh, it was a really pretty movie. Mm. Um, mm. There, there's lots of things, and, and that's probably why it was meant to come out originally in October of last year, of, of 2021. But then it got pushed because of COVID to March, and I think it just went out of a lot of people's minds. I think if this did come out in October this year, I think we would be seeing a big awards push for this movie, but unfortunately not. Um, right, next one. The worst superhero movie. Oh, there are there are there are just four nominees. Um, first one, Black Adam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just because it is kind of bad. Um, DC League, League of Super Pets that came out this year. I've not seen it, but I heard heard that it's kind of mid. Then you've got the two big ones, which I think are going to take the most discussion: um, Thor: Love and Thunder, and of course, Morbius. <gasps> Yes, reminder that did come Ooh. out this year. See, here's here's okay. the thing. Battle of the Stinkers. Here's the thing. I went to go see Morbius, and I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna quit, Joe. From the <laughs> Joe is off the podcast. No, 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 no. I haven't finished. I haven't finished. I enjoyed it there and then. Why did I say I enjoyed? I mean, it wasn't this big pile of steaming poo that people described. It was still poo, but it wasn't steaming. Wait, let it. Let him cook. Yeah. Let him cook. I'm cooking. Um, and I think the 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 one thing which I think is 
as we say, a big start, big pile of poo is Jed Leto. That can't be denied. Um, but there are some bits I like in the film. We shouldn't have let is him cut. Matt, Matt Smith. Matt Smith, Smith, isn't dancing. it? He's cool. Ma- Matt Smith's scene when he's shirtless <laughs> is comic book heritage. Exactly. Comic book movie um, heritage. Which is why it shouldn't win the so, worst film. So I can proudly say that I'm part of the Mor- the official Morbius Discord server. <laughs> oh, and have Jesus. And have been since it, the movie came out. <laughs> And it definitely is not full of Sony executives that were banning people for saying anything mildly negative about the Morbius Did Jed Leto join the server at one point? Uh, He did. I'm not sure if he's still in it. Oh, Jesus Christ. But I can tell you now, the Morbius Discord server, I haven't been in it in a while, but... It, it was full of people writing these like really ironic reviews being like Morbius has changed my life <laughs> I think after I lost both my legs in a tragic accident <laughs> involving a wood chipper and a llama I don't think I could have like got back on with my life but Morbius changed that and you had Sony executives who were like very were not Sony PR teams who are clearly just like working for the paycheck being like Thank you so much for taking the time to see this movie. <laughs> like, I'm really glad it changed your life. And, in this way. <laughs> and also, I'm really sorry. Here's your ten dollars back. It, it it sounded like you know when you have those like Amazon employee bots yeah, that yeah, respond yeah. on Twitter that are like, I can go to the toilet whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mo- Morbius. Listen, I saw it. Yes, I did fall asleep, but <gasps> it's so bad. It really is terrible. Yeah, There's, it's it's not great. No, and the the post credit scene is. I think it has something to do with Spider Man. Attempts. It's one of the worst attempts at universe building, uh. Uh, maybe of all time. <laughs> it, uh, uh, Mobius is up for another award later on in uh, in the in the podcast. Um, the steaming pile of shit award. Um. Any anything pos- vaguely positive to say about Thor: Love and Thunder? Morbius, Mo- Morbius, no pun intended, drains me. But oh, but up. I feel like, <laughs> um, but I feel like Thor: Love and Thunder actually like enrages the, people. Yeah, I more in terms yes. of positives, I I like I like the ending with the, in the the with the water scene. I think that's that's really strong. I think the biggest critique I have is they made four annoying. You don't make your main they character did. annoying. I was I was sick of him when watching that film, and that that shouldn't be the case. Did I type out some notes about this movie? Okay, so oh, I, 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 I have sorry, I have bones to pick with this, right? I have bones to pick with Thor: Love and Thunder because the thing is, and. Chris Hemsworth said it the best that he wants stories to be told that are about Thor being Thor. He is a Norse god that shoots I won't use another swear, but bloody lightning from his hands and from a hammer and he's, you know what screw it, he's fucking awesome (laughs) you know what, yeah that's what he is, he's not this like bumbling moron Yeah. who who very unfortunately, Taika Waititi has like it, the the movies 
he's made like Ragnarok brilliant way to rejuvenate the series right yeah I'll give it that but it's the same kind of theorem theory applied to Love and Thunder and Love and Thunder very unfortunately falls into the Thor is just the butt of the joke every single time and when he's not the butt of the joke it's like it's the same sort of kind of poop humor if you get me yeah they're standing behind me aren't they uh, they're guys we've got company and not to mention the atrocious special effects oh. truly truly it's down to like a a minor level even on set they're not doing lighting correctly and it's like this movie had one of the biggest budgets of the year it cost 250 million dollars and it looks like ass see here's the thing you could not put to it men- down to because i think it was filmed during covid but so was the batman so was the Look Batman. Look at that, that's gorgeous. And, and not to mention the kind of HR nightmare that is Taika Waititi right now. Yeah. Because of uh, his little uh, his little makeout session with Tessa Thompson, uh, the actress for Valkyrie. Yeah. And his girlfriend, Rita Ora, in which they were caught on a balcony having just this like three-way makeout session they were they were and and whenever you like read stories about him kind of being funny on set and stuff and like being kind of weird to people like it, it just kind of turns into this like nightmare to work with of a man yeah like i i, I don't know i just i think i think he, he like Chris Hemsworth said, he's a brilliant mad genius when it comes to movies like Jojo Rabbit and such like that. I think that's excellent. But Hunt for the Wilder People is also truly great. Yeah, yeah. But whenever like you you go back and you just watch some of his stuff properly, a lot of it is just haha. Like you know, it's like it's it's all it's all fart. Yeah, humor. I mean, I mean like with this film and for Love and Fun and. Uh, uh, Rock, sorry. They were like, "Oh, Chris Hemsworth finally gets to show off his um his comedic side." Cool, but don't make that the character. That's not the one personality of the character. You know. If I wanted to watch a comedy movie, I'd go watch the Lego yeah. movie. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, it's um... Lego Batman movie. Definitely. You know what? You, I, I, I think one thing that bothered me that was more minor than everything else. The music bothered me. Oh, it's another theme for four. There's like four when, of them now. When I when I get told that a huge influence for a movie is Guns N' Roses, I kind of expect to hear more than just the three Guns N' Roses songs. I know, and I've heard a million times in movies before. You know, it, it's not too much to ask. A couple of deep cuts. Like when when James Gunn makes a movie, the soundtrack, I've not heard of half the songs, but they're all excellent. Mm. So oh, no, why why is Guns N' Roses such a huge like um, influence for this movie and the style of the movie, and then they just play Paradise City, Welcome to the Jungle, and Sweet Child of Mine? What's that? You know what I mean? And can I also add Christian Bale? Christian Bale. Christian he's wasted. Bale as the villain. Wasted. Wasted. The movie feels like it was chopped down in editing as mm. well. 
There's so oh, many moments. Yeah. And they had they had the greatest Thor costume and they get rid of it after 30 seconds. You know, when he's got like the fur coat on, the fur cape. Yeah. That's such a cool look. And then they get rid of it for like neon gold and blue. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Get it Not, in my but, eyes. <laughs> Christian Bale has said, uh, it's kind of a telltale how he feels about it. Because he hasn't been vocal. Christian Bale's always really polite about the movies he's in. Yeah. But he, he's come out and said he'd be open to playing another MCU role if it was a character with substance. <laughs> <laughs> or if it was like a character that actually went somewhere. Yeah. Like. It's such a shame. Come on. It's such a shame. Uh, I think you guys have turned me around. I was going to give this to Morbius, but I, I think I'm going to give this to. Um, I think I want to give this to Thor Love and Thor. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Worst, su- worst superhero of the movie. Hey, hey, Thor. Suck my ass. <laughs> Take this award. Oh. Yeah, big bitch. Right, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna skim through a few because we've um we- we've talked so much, guys. Um, well, that's <laughs> that's the content you want, isn't it? The- <laughs> um, the next award is for best Pinocchio. Oh, because believe it or not, we had three this year. Oh, bloody! Oh, we- oh uh, the first nominee no. is. Pinocchio, <laughs> uh, the the Guillermo del Toro version. Okay, I thought we were just going to call him all Pinocchio. Hot takes on the film. Me in. The, the next uh, nominee is Pinocchio <laughs> from Disney. From Tom Hanks. Okay. And the third Pino- the third nominee is Pinocchio, starring Paulie Shaw. Who the now? Uh-huh. Um, have you guys not seen this movie? I've seen none of these because they are Pinocchio movies, and the only interpret interpretation of Pinocchio I care about. I is from knew Shrek. you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> the the third the third one that I mentioned is called Pinocchio: A True Story, and yes, on IMDb it says it came out in two twenty twenty one. Is it a true story? But I swear it was twenty twenty two. Is it a true story, Pinocchio? Under- no, it is not a true story. It's just super jankily animated, um, and Pauly Shaw sounds like a fifty year old man. I mean, he is a fifty-year-old man, but he like sounds it. He's meant to be playing a wooden boy. <laughs> it is. It, um, if you guys take a moment, I'm gonna play a little clip. Um, now. Thank you, Daddy. Let's go, Tibbot. Great adventures await. <laughs> yeah, that's what this guy sounds like in the movie. It's. Oh Damn. my god! That was an amazing clip that I that, could hear. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> I, I'm glad I didn't watch that. <laughs> Having not seen any of these movies, I'm gonna give it to Del Toro because the trailer looked hype. I saw. Yes, agreed. I saw the new Disney one, and I thought it was terrible. Um, I, well, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen the original, but I watched this, and I thought Tom Hanks kind of annoys me. Why is there so much CGI here? Yeah. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. I don't mind Tom Hanks, but like whenever he, he recently came out in an interview and was like, every great film is about loneliness. Yes, every film that you are in is about loneliness, Tom. No one gives a fuck. I've I've broken your limit. I do apologize. There's gonna be a lot of bleeping. That's okay. That's okay, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, I'm furious about Tom Hanks. By the way, Guillermo, uh, Guillermo del Toro, please come and collect your award personally. I would really appreciate it. 
because uh, you won for best Pinocchio. Congratulations. And also, Woo! this is very good because can awards please stop putting down the animation genre? Please. Yes, absolutely. Yes, it's a beautiful agreed. art form which should be respected more and I'm glad that the stop motion animation version of Pinocchio has won. The Film Me and Podcast supports animators. Supports Ardman, who are animating a Star Wars Star short. Wars. Oh my god. Yes, yes. Hype. Big hype. Big old hype. hype. The next category is Best Horror Movie. Oh, I know one of the ones Ooh, that will be on it. Okay. <laughs> um, th- there are a few. I feel like this one will be quite quick because I don't think you guys will have seen many of these. Oh, watch me. Um, I am. The first nominee is uh well i'll read out the nominees and then we'll go through them so we've got x uh the menu nope pray smile bodies 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 scream barbarian the black phone pearl and terrifier 2 Okay. I've, those are all the nominees for best horror movie this so year. So I, I, out of those, I've seen X, The Menu, Prey, and Barbarian, um, all of which I'd say pretty strong, pretty strong. Pre, it is a really strong year for horror. Yeah. Uh, there are some, there are a couple on this list that I haven't seen. Uh, Pearl being one of them, which is a, a prequel to X, um, that hasn't come out in the UK yet for some reason, but apparently it's incredible. Um, so okay. when that comes out, I I plan to watch that, but I feel like it needed a mention because uh, everyone is talking about it. Have you seen Terrifier? I have. I haven't. Right, right. It's not amazing, but it is like, it is genuinely uncomfortable to watch. Ter- Terrifier one, I think is bad. Terrifier two, listen, it, I, I, it's going to get a, a nomination for a, an award later on. Um, because I thought it was kind of amazing. It's the thing with me in the Terrifier series is that, like, I want to know more. Yeah, you know, I like, like you, you really want to know, but that that kind of hunger is satiated a little by just the gore in those movies. Yeah, because they are atrociously gory. They are. Like, there, there's like reports of people vomiting whilst mm. watching it dude there was there like, was one scene that nearly got me what bit are you talking the about the scene in the bedroom oh no 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 yep. no no yep. no 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 more no, to no. say joe have you seen this movie terrifier 2 i'll take that as a no i'll take that as a no uh, um <laughs> it's 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 like watching Human, human Centipede 2. Wait, it's Joe. Oh, wait, sorry. I, I've only just heard you say, Joe, did you like that movie? And as I'm about to talk, you said, oh, maybe not. And I'm like, I haven't answered yet. <laughs> that was like a full minute pause, bro. Oh, I, could, I couldn't <laughs> hear nothing. Oh, my God. Uh, but uh, the joys of Discord. No, I, ha- I haven't watched it. But maybe I should. Maybe I should. No, it's like two and a half hours of nonstop gore. You've won me round. I'm going to watch it. It is, it is, it is nightmare fuel. The, the ending, like the, the final, like 20 minutes really had me like nearly on my feet cheering and whooping. I was, yes. it got so wacky. I was like, 
I'm in this right now. I am in the zone. I love the hell out of this. And I've been trying to tell everyone to go and watch it, but it's not... A, you can't get it, like... You can't get it legally yeah. over here. Y- you've got to use um, some dark mystic arts. You've got to use it. some mystic arts. <laughs> yeah. Wong opened a portal for me, and... Exactly. Um, however... I'm going to disagree with you putting Prey on this. Okay. For me, Prey is not a horror movie. Is it an action? I don't know what it is. It's like hybrid. For me, <gasps> Prey genre is... Genre hybridization. Richard Dyer. <laughs> or is it Stuart oh. Hall? One of the two. Um, for me, Prey... Prey falls into what i want to say is a slasher but it's not a slasher no it's not and it's not a horror because at no point are you like shitting yourself <laughs> i did but not because of the film oh okay. <laughs> jesus christ just, like, a out. just just like for me it doesn't it doesn't feel like it ticks the boxes of what a horror kind of entails so, I do think it falls into a somewhat, like, I don't want to say thriller, because it's not that either. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's not a horror. Okay. But it's a damn good movie. It's a damn good movie. Um, I think, um, with the other nominees, I think X was a really great throwback slasher. It, it um, was certainly interesting. Yeah. I, I really yeah. like the, uh, the 70s aesthetic. Mm. I haven't seen X. I think the really the I won't I won't say anything specific, but the eyeball bit. Yeah. My God. I, that I think that there's I think there's one truly excellent kill, and it's the first one. Uh, the Don't Fear the Reaper scene. It, you can find it on YouTube. It's really really great. Um, the menu. I enjoyed the menu. I think was yeah. really great fun. I enjoyed yep. the menu, but I I enjoyed Nope a whole lot more. I thought Nope was really good, and all my friends hated it. I they thought I it was enjoyed, boring, but I dug it a lot. I enjoyed Nope because, like it, it's it feels a little bit like Clo- like Cloverfield Lane, in like oh what she's stuck in a bunker with the weird guy. She has to get out of the bunker with the weird guy. And then you get out, and it's like something completely different. Yeah, you know, there's like aliens. I, it's the same really sort of vibe of like, nope. yeah, you 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 think it's like a spacecraft, and then it's like, what the fuck is it? Yeah, that honestly, the scene after um, the last scene with Stephen Yun is yes. one of my top scenes of the year it's like whenever people were watching june and whenever the big sandworm comes out and then someone there's like a viral meme of someone's boyfriend whispering the forbidden hole (laughs) 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 and then then when you're watching nope people have been applying that meme to the forbidden hole (laughs) yeah i think i think nope is um i think the more i watch it the more i'm gonna like it uh, I'll be honest. Everyone talks about like the the last third being the best, or being really where it gets gets good. I think I prefer the first two thirds to this movie. 
Um, I prefer like the slow build up, the tension, yeah. the questions about what it is. I think then once you see it and know what it is, I think it gets less scary. But that's just well, me. I think once you start to understand the patterns, I think it gets less scary. But I, I don't know. That's just me. It, it, it's Jordan Peele, isn't it? It is Jordan Peele. Jor- all of Jordan Peele's horror movies, he's he is a master of building suspense. He is. And making you just feel generally uncomfortable about things. And he's also a master of mixing in the humor. Yes. But, like, even for me, it's the... Like, he's brilliant with lighting. He is scarily good with lighting. He is. And, like, movies like Us, like, oh, the way that movie is lit and the way it's shot. Chef a kiss. It is primo, primo stuff. Um, I, I, I'm willing to give my nomination to Nook. Uh, I didn't see Smile. I just heard it was really good. It made a lot of money. So I, kn- yeah. I know it had a phenomenal marketing campaign. It did, it did. Um, I mean, it's pretty easy to, isn't it? Just Smile? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's people like smiling at the camera at like, things, um, like football games and stuff. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies uh, was a great little um, sort of... Didn't like it. Did you, I didn't care for it. Sorry, I found that scene that uh, a couple of months ago of uh, Peter Griffin saying that he doesn't like The Godfather, and it is maybe <laughs> one of my favorite clips right now. So I didn't care for it. It insists upon itself. What do you mean? It insists. <laughs> it insists upon itself. Um, I think it's. I think that's excellent. Um, you didn't like it though. I I felt it felt a little bit like Spree. Oh, I haven't seen. Spree. Which of you haven't? Oh, what's his name from Stranger Things? Oh, it, it's plays... Joe Curry. Joe Curry. Yeah, Steve. Yes. No, Stranger I, I um, haven't seen this, but I... Joe Curry, sorry. Uh, I wanted to see it, and I just never got around to it. It just kind of feels a little bit like a modern slasher that... It's is just trying a little bit too hard to be it, modern. It's kind of a... Uh, it, it's kind of a murder mystery. Well, I mean, we've got cracking movies that have come out this year that will easily stomp that. Yeah, I, I, I get. I think it's. Uh, I think I just wanted to put it there because it was one that I saw that I really liked. Um, Scream. I think it's uh, again a, a really great return to form for the franchise. Even though four, I think is still really good. I, I really like Scream as a franchise. I want to see where it goes next. Um, the trailers for the new one have me hyped. Um, Barbarian, I think he's probably going to get my nomination. Ooh. Yes. I. The only trailer I saw for this was the... I, I don't know what the guy's name is. Justin but, Long. Um, it, yeah, the trailer was the Justin Long movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. the trailer I saw so was I, untitled Justin Long movie. And then I, I watched it with um, someone in the house and I have not been that scared at a horror movie in a long time. Yeah. Like, unintentionally... But who's the Skarsgård in it? Alexander. No, it's Bill. It's Bill. Alexander. It's Bill. Unintentionally, he the the way he crawls in that one moment, I sh- I shit myself. And then there's that thing afterwards. Yeah. And then um, there's another thing. The um, and then more stuff. I, I made the mistake of watching this on my own in the middle of the night. Um, I I don't know how you coped. That I I it then was terrifying. I then proceeded to watch the movie three times that week. I have wait. Barbarian is about the. It's the Airbnb. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. 
But I've heard very good things about it. Yeah, and you should. I'd say in terms of a horror, the, the way I picture like the horror genre is it's scary. That was the one out of the ones I watched that scared me the most. So I, I, I'm going to give my nomination to uh, Barbarian. Well, it looks like actually, that, I'm it, ch- actually I'm changing my nomination. Black Phone. Black Phone was really good. Didn't even talk about Black Phone. Really, Ethan Hawke is petri- He's a petrifying man. Ethan Hawke is such a great <laughs> actor. I, uh, I binge watched the um, the Before series. Um, the mm. um, it, it's a series of the films one. before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight. If you haven't seen them, they're genuinely some of the best movies I've seen in a long, long time. Um, and Ethan Hawke is incredible in them. I might do a, a recommendation on them later, later on down the line. Not today, but another day. But yeah, the Black Phone was a really underrated one. Another a return to form for Scott Derrickson as well after his stint with Marvel. Yeah. Uh, good to see him back doing what he what he's good at, which is horror. Um, but I think overall we can talk about all the others. But I'm, yeah, Barbarian has to win it for me. Um, yeah, it was absolutely. one of my biggest surprises of the year as well. So um, congratulations, Barbarian! You, you are the best horror. Please film. collect your award ASAP. I don't want that thing to come and collect it though. Please. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking Ba-ba. at it and it looks like the the Midnight Man from that movie where the woman's handcuffed to the bed. Oh, Gerald's Game. Yeah, Gerald's Game. It looks like the guy from Gerald's Game. Isn't, isn't that a like Pixar show? No, it is definitely no, not a Pixar show. No, it's about... It's <laughs> about it is. Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game is... Short. Ger- Gerald's Game is about really kinky sex that goes wrong, Joe. It is no, not a Pixar show. he plays short. chess. He plays chess with No, he d- this guy does not play chess with anyone. Uh, We're that, moving on, Jerry's Joe. Game. We're Gerald's moving game. swiftly on. Um, the next one um, is the kind of... That last um, sub-genre one. Um, well, main genre, anyway. Um, it's worst horror film. There are only four nominees to talk about. Um, they are Firestarter, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Don't Worry Darling, and Morbius. Um, have you guys seen any of these other than yes, Morbius? Yes, I have. I no, have watched just Texas, Morbius. I've seen Texas Chainsaw and Don't Worry Darling. I, I've only seen Texas Chainsaw and it was incredible. I, I can defend Don't Worry Darling. Oh, okay. Um, I I just heard I knew as soon as the trailers came out I was like that looks really good it's gonna be terrible it it's a little bit of a take on the movie Stepford Wives yeah um and okay I enjoy it I, I I enjoyed it I don't think it's brilliant by any means and especially the behind the scenes of Chris Pine and Harry Styles I love that yeah like him spitting on him at the premiere it's excellent um (laughs) i love that i don't we still don't know what happened there but we never will i really hope someday it comes out and it's something as petty as like he stole my juice box at lunch um (laughs) but i think i think inherently the movie is okay it doesn't deserve the all the flack it gets but it deserves some flack yeah that's I, I think that i think that's where people are sort of starting to land now that the that the hype's dying down of the year yeah um i think texas chainsaw uh it's one of the first movies i saw this year 
and it is one of the worst. It's so but it's the it's all those worst things of like the seek the sequel to a classic horror film, but we're trying to be a reboot as well. Um because like all the main stars are like they're trying to claim to be influencers, so it's trying to be very 2020s. Um I... someone tries to cancel Leatherface at, toward the end. It's so bad. <laughs> the scene on the bus though redeems it because he really does chainsaw a lot of kids. I mean, the the thing is for me with the Texas Chainsaw movies, they're all I don't think I've ever watched a Texas Chainsaw movie and gone, Wow, what a cracking movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you watch them and so I I did horror media at my university this year as a module. And there's a lot you, you learn and you study about serial killers in horror movies. And I can't see him not running about with a massive penis anymore. <laughs> um, there's a lot of Freud, like Freud you can apply to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, especially Leatherface. He is a yeah. textbook Freud application. And when, once you kind of realize that, it's like... He's just stabbing people with a penis. And not only that, but all the Texas Chainsaw movies are just like, what? We drive the cannon fodder into the town. Yeah. And then, oh, look, there's Leatherface. Oh, look, oh, there's look, Leatherface. Oh, look, I'm dead. Like, I... <laughs> Let, let's, let's split up. <laughs> and and we'll go secretly have sex. We'll we'll split up and look for clues. Scooby, Shaggy, go die. We'll go and have sex. It's, <laughs> it's like it, it's, yeah. it's it's never been great. And I think I think it definitely has a special place in horror movie enthusiasts' hearts because yes. like it is it it you watch them for the gore. There's no other way about it. You watch people yeah. to get chainsawed. So when the plot doesn't exactly hold up, you've got to ask yourself, you're there to watch a chainsaw massacre, not for the plot. It's like you don't um, you don't watch porn for the plot. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's, you know what? You're absolutely right. You do not watch porn for the plot. So uh, um, yeah, you're, although you're... I like to see them get together at the end. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh. so I think. I didn't see Firestarter. I heard nothing but terrible things, but, like, can we just say fuck the Razzies for nominating a 12-year-old girl for Worst Actress? Yeah. That seems... That's really mean. That's really um, mean. Yeah. How, however good she was in the movie, like, don't do that to a man. God damn. Um, my vote is going to uh, Texas Chainsaw. I'm go I'm putting it to horror. Morbius because it claimed to be a horror movie and it's a shit horror movie. You know what? You're right. Morbius wins. <laughs> yeah, I like Morbius. Morbius wins. <laughs> Morbius, co collect not your first trophy of the night, I don't think. Um, go home, you drunk. Right. <laughs> Next category is um, best movie you didn't see. So this is a list of Ooh. movies that I, um, I either I didn't see or I think collectively people didn't see that I've heard really great things about, but just haven't seen yet. Um, so, uh, the nominees are Elvis. Didn't see it. Just didn't see it. Um, Pinocchio, the Del Toro one. Not the Polly Shaw one. Smile. All Quiet on the Western Front. Best Picture nominee. Um, RRR, the um, Bollywood movie. 3,000 oh, Years that. of Longing, which I did see. 
The Woman King, The Bad Guys, Bros, Causeway, Brian and Charles, and The Banshees of Inisherin. Can uh, Can I start? You're going to talk about The Bad Guys, aren't you? No, not at all. Um, oh, right, okay, go for it, go for it, shoot. The, the only one I've seen here is The Banshees, but... That movie is art. I, I, I know I've spoken to Hamish about this, but the film Brian and Charles, that looks amazing. It does look amazing. And I want amazing. to watch it. It yes. looks adorable. Yeah. And I need to see it right now. Yeah, so. I, I honestly, there was one showing in Leeds and I missed it. I was fuming. Brian and Charles um, is the guy who builds a robot, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Art, yeah. I, I've already decided that's my pick. <laughs> um, wait, have you both seen The Banshees of Inisherin? Um, I have. I haven't, but I've heard. It's, it's, I think I've heard enough on it that it wins my vote. Um, I, I have seen it. I, I put it on the list because I didn't think you guys would have watched it, or, or many people would have. Um, but I all right, to, it's getting. To... <laughs> I, I lived on indie cinema for two years. How dare I know, you? I know. I just. I. Just, it, it, you know, it's a. It's a weird title. It's very Irish. I didn't know whether I'm Irish. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh it's irish i bet he won't have heard of it <laughs> um what did you think of it xander i love it a lot I, I it's martin mcdonald though so it's kind of a hack for me um i i've loved everything he's done so far mm. um it, it's it's a really great just i think i think the plot is really good like i think that's that's a really obvious thing to say but just the idea that someone just doesn't want to be friends with you anymore is kind of terrifying to me. And that really hit me. I've, I really like that idea. It's a great concept. There, there's a whole lot more like deeper meanings to the plot itself and the message in yeah. the movie about like Irish identity and freedom and oppression. But at the same time, if I said all that, I'd be quoting a white girl on TikTok that has <laughs> definitely just re-uploaded it from another white girl on TikTok. <laughs> so... I'll do you all a favor and just say, look it up on TikTok. <laughs> there's also Jenny the donkey. Yes. Oh, is yeah. the, the donkey, is it? It's a, yeah, it's a donkey. It's a donkey. It's a donkey. Yeah, it's Jenny, Jenny the donkey. Yeah, um, snub for best supporting actress. <laughs> um, I, I think um, The Woman King, I saw all the trailers for. They really pushed it over here in cinemas. Every movie I saw uh, towards the end of summer um early autumn they had that trailer attached and it really hyped me up it looked so good and then i just didn't see it i just didn't see it and i don't think many people did because i think if people did see it everyone said it was incredible and that it was a shoe in for best picture and it's just got no awards buzz at all i did not know this movie existed really um so they really did push it so hard over here that they pushed it so hard i didn't see it it felt like it was the only <laughs> film they were promoting in September. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 3,000 Years of Longing, one of the films I did see on this list. Yes. Um, George Miller's new movie with uh, Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. It's a really, really niche movie to to like put money into. But it's. Uh, I think it was really good. It's just essentially two people sat in a hotel room sharing stories about their lives. Yeah. And... I think that was really cool. I think it went on a little too long towards the end. I think it could have ended maybe 20 minutes early. But I still re- I really like the performances. And I like the characters. 
and I like the world it set up that like these genies existed and um, yeah I, I thought it was really cool and the spectacle was really great as well for like the flashback scenes were shot so incredibly and then it's just two people in a hotel room for most of it I think it was really great no agreed I saw this I enjoyed it oh really what the what? I, 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 like the only two I, people I said, saw it. I said that as soon as you introduced it. I was like, yeah, oh, I've damn. seen that. And then oh, you... damn. I, I, I saw the trailer for it and I thought it looked a bit pants. I enjoyed See, it. I, I, I really dug it. I really dug it. It, it, um, it. it doesn't need to be anything fancy. It's just a nice movie. Yeah. I, we've given lip service to most of these movies. I think I want to give my nomination to RRR because um, I, I've seen... I've tried to stay away from clips... But, like, the clips I have seen look outrageous and look like they are not they from the do. same movie. So I need to see this thing to know what is actually real and what is photoshopped for Twitter. Xander, I have a suggestion. What? You're going to come over here, wherever here is, not probably Greenland, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're all going to watch RRR. I think that's a really good idea. We should do that. Because I want to watch it as well. Okay, um, I'm down. Yeah, we can move pretty swiftly on from this one. Ah, 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 you are the best movie that we didn't see this year. Congratulations. Absolutely. Um, the next category, it should be a quick one. There are only two nominees. It is Best Cannibal Movie. <laughs> Bet you didn't think there'd be two of these this year. Um, Army Hammer in one of them. <laughs> unfortunately not. Um, it is, uh. the, the nominees are Bones and All and Fresh. Fresh. Um, I have not seen Fresh, but I have seen Bones and All, and that was a good movie. Fresh has Sebastian Stan on it, correct? In Fresh, yes. Yeah. Um, I I really like... Okay, it's kind of stupid the reason I like Fresh. Um, I think it's a great movie, but I also love the fact that Sebastian Stan fans are like, he's so sweet, he's so soft, he could do no wrong, he plays Bucky... Bucky could do no wrong. And then along comes Fresh. And in Fresh, he eats people. <laughs> he, like That's like, that's honestly like the career path of um, Elijah Wood. Elijah, <laughs> Elijah Wood! He, um, he did Lord of the Rings. And then two years later did Sin City where he plays a cannibal. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he do Spy Kids 3 as well? He might have done. That is two mentions of Spy Kids in this podcast so far. Joe's happy. <laughs> Joe's gonna die happy. Yeah, like, like for me, it just, it just feels that, like, it, it was the ultimate screw you to those kind of like, oh, he is so soft, he is so kind, and then just, now he eats people. Now he eats people. Enjoy making your thirst traps now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard really good things about Fresh. Um, Bones and All was a... Uh, it, it's a, a surprisingly niche genre. Um, it's a uh, cannibal coming-of-age movie. Um, huh? And even more surprising, it's not the best one I've seen. Um, there, there are better cannibal coming-of-age movies. It's and such it, a niche genre. <laughs> it's such a niche genre. Um, and th- there's a better version of this movie. It's called Raw. It came out a few I've years ago. It's seen French. Raw. I love Raw. I've got Raw's it on Blu-ray, really but I haven't watched it. You should. It's messed up. Um, because you were the one who told me to to buy it. It's really good. You should watch it. Joe, watch the cannibal mm. movie. Do it. Watch Joe. the cannibal movie. Uh, Do it. Watch the. I'm gonna watch movie. the cannibal run. That's the cannonball run. 
Oh, is it? It's not the cannibal run. <laughs> Gimp. Oh, oh no. Today on Joe um, does an oopsie. Well, well, I haven't, I haven't seen Fresh, um, but I, I'm, I'm trusting you. Are you wanting to give Fresh the best cannibal movie I, of the year? I will give Fresh the best cannibal movie of the year. Let's give it to Fresh. Fresh, you are the hey, best cannibal movie choice. of the year. Congrats. Suck it, Timmy. Timmy Chalamet. Um, Timmy Chalamet, the main bone. Okay, the next category. Uh, there might be some, uh, some contention here. Best movie about people who make movies. And here are the nominees. Ah. Uh, the nominees are Nope, Pearl. Again, none of us have seen because it's not been released in the UK. Hurry up, A24. Babylon, The Fablemans, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, See How They Run, and Blonde. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I mean, having, I, I... having not seen The Fablemans... Um, I think if I'd seen it, it would have gone to the Fablemans. Yeah, but um, but I'd still probably give it to Nope. Have you not seen the unbearable weight of massive talent? I have, and I think it sort of falls apart with the CIA stuff. I think it's. I think the yes. movie would have been better if you just had it as a as a just, buddy. As a buddy movie, maybe maybe mm. they do fall out halfway through, and they have to get back together. Maybe it's just a friendship movie. You don't have to have this big action. These are big action set pieces, and and Tish, Tiffany Haddish coming in and being the CIA, and him having to sneak around. I think that kind of ruins it a little bit because I really like Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage's chemistry, and they I are... could watch them for hours. Okay, so ask yourself, because the majority of the movie is that. And whilst, yeah. whilst the CIA stuff, yeah, I, I admit it does come apart a little bit. Ask yourself if you could just watch them for hours on end why you aren't giving it the award. <laughs> like, come on. I think one film that it definitely won't be is, uh, I know I've spoken to you about this in the past, Sander, but see how they run. It's, I, I was quite excited for this film because it's got quite a stacked cast. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, on paper, it's it looks like an enjoyable movie. It's a murder mystery, um, but I watched it and I just it just didn't do it for me. Um, that you know, movie, film, that movie pisses me off. It's like again, not giving anything away, but like in films when you have something set up earlier on that's gonna you know tell the story, tell like predict the ending, and sometimes it's done really well. In this, it's like really in your face and. When it comes to it, you're like, oh, really? You you've done that? It's just it's just disapp- It's such a letdown. It's meh. I, meh I've, is like the I word to describe it. The, the movie ticks me off the more I think about it. Um, it's I think in moments it's painfully unfunny. I think mm, it is absolutely. so obvious that it is Americans playing British people, and everyone is unbelievably miscast. Apart from uh. I, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan the... is the saving grace of that whole movie. She's Sam... excellent. We need to protect her as well. Her and mm. Robert Eggers, we need to protect mm. all costs. Yeah, but S- Sam Rockwell, incredibly miscast. Incredibly he's, he's miscast. It's like one of the only... Get. It's one of the only bad performances I've seen him give ever. He just mumbles and... 
I get what they were trying to do with the character, like this cop who just well, inspector doesn't really give a shit. But yeah, it's it's just just brings the whole film down. Uh, and so I yeah, think it's the, definitely the, not going to that. The movie also thinks it's far smarter than it is, and it winds me mm. up when movies do that. So, spoiler yeah. alert: that movie is not going to win this award. Um, <laughs> I I think I think Babylon is a mess, but like a good mess. I don't think it's incredible, like a lot of people are saying on Twitter. Um, I'm in for the meme though of Babylon being the greatest movie of all time. I'm there, uh, Babyloners. I. I think Babylon has a cracking soundtrack, and Joe is really just I, listening to the voices in his head. Yeah, no, it's terrible. It, it's um, how stop, does it go again? Stop listening to the voices, Joe. Just accept it. It's a great It reminds me a little of like the, the absolute bop that is the the back end of the Barbie trailer. Yes. Like, oh. da, 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 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That was good, but what was in Babylon? No, 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 no. That was really None great. You know what? We're definitely not giving it to Babylon now because Joe really did. <laughs> I've, I've convinced you, haven't I? Yes. No, you haven't. You're in. You're in it. Oh. Um, I'm in it for the unbearable weight. I'm gonna give it to Nope. We already mentioned the movie earlier. I, I want to give it to Nope. Joe, what what are you going for? Out of the ones I've seen, I like Pedro, and I like what's his face from Face Swap. So, yes, Joe. It's not Face Swap, is it? Nick is Cage. it Face Swap? Face Off. Face Off. Face Off. Oh, that's terrible. Can we cut that? Can I re-record that bit? Absolutely not. Congratulations, <laughs> the unbearable way massive swap. talent. Yes. You have won the award for best movie about people who make movies. Uh, Logan Mark, you can come and collect the award on behalf of Nicolas Cage whenever you uh, are pleased to. Um, Logan Mark, by the way, is the host of the Ups and Downs of Nicolas Cage, a fantastic podcast based all over Nicolas Cage's movies. Um, hope you're doing well, dude. I haven't heard from you in a while. Um, right, the next one. It's a niche one. There are two nominees, and I'll be honest, this is the one I had the most fun writing. So, s- strap in. So the nominee, the, 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 the category is Best Performance by Colin Farrell as a famous comic book movie villain whose character name contains the name of an animal, has facial scarring, and is teased to return in a potential sequel. The nominees are... The Batman. What the and the second one? Daredevil 2003. So what do you guys want to give the award to? Because I'm tempted for Daredevil. I have not seen the original Daredevil. Fucking bullseye! Are you? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> he kills a man with a toothpick. Licks He's so li- good. No, no, no. Licks his lips and goes, "Eh, eh, you see that?" And then. <laughs> He's so good. He's having so much fun. He throws things and then points at his forehead and goes, eh, eh, bullseye. And then... <laughs> bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> He's incredible. You know what? Joe, Screw Joe, everyone. Joe, Joe for Screw the vote. There's an upset. Daredevil. You can collect your award. Joe, for context, in the movie... He, Bullseye's whole thing is on, on his super, his super villain suit. He has a bullseye on his forehead. 
for the movie, instead of giving him some sort of attempt at a superhero suit, they give him this like big leather duster and (laughs) (laughs) that every time he shakes it, it makes snake sounds. What? No, no, no. Oh my god. And on his forehead is a carving, like a scar carved of a bullseye and whenever he kills someone no. he kind of like goes eh, eh, and then points at his forehead and he goes bullseye and then <laughs> bullseye <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> I want to watch it I really it's horrendous watch it the, the movie's amazing I, I dig <laughs> the movie so much uh, we're giving that award to Daredevil and Colin Farrell congratulations please respond to my emails <laughs> um the next category is best murder mystery movie. Oh, now, we know what it won't be. We all know there, what there, there, there were a few this year, and here are the nominees. They are Glass Onion, See How They Run, and Scream, which in its essence is a uh, it's a slasher film, but it is also a murder mystery. I think it's Glass Onion, right? It's, it's Glass Onion. Oh, absolutely. This, this is our this is our uh, moment to. To talk about Glass Onion, I'll be honest. This was just a vehicle for that. Um, Glass Onion, uh, sequel to Knives Out, released on Netflix. Amazing. Uh, I saw it in cinemas um, in the week that it was released in cinemas because for some reason Netflix don't like money. You and so you convinced me to watch Glass Onion because I hadn't watched Knives Out fully. I'd watched clips of it on YouTube. And right. last time you were around, you wouldn't shut up about, oh, there are going to be more Benoit Blanc movies. And I was like, yeah. what? What? Like, who the fuck is Benoit Blanc? It's Knives Out. It's going to be a Knives Out story. And I was like, right, fine. Screw it. I'll give it a try. And I watched it on the way down to Dublin because it is a painful bus ride from the north to the <laughs> south. And it didn't finish in time. But the entire like way through airport security, I was glued to my phone. Yes, this is what I love to hear. And I was really nervous, Hamish. I'll be honest. And, and like my my issue is with people who hate the movie, um, critical drinker looking at you complaining that if you know, I hate how there's an entire twist in the middle of the movie and some of the shots completely change, and if. You rewatch the shot. Some things have changed. Yes, some things have changed. It's a murder mystery movie. There is twists. There are meant to be twists. You sometimes yeah. do not figure out the twists because it is the jobs. Is this, this the jobs movie? It's the movie's job to tell you the twist. Sometimes, and I get it, really pees people off with murder mysteries when they don't just automatic. They can't solve it themselves without the movie's help. I get that, but sometimes movies are gonna be different yeah and not every movie needs to be perfect and you know what it's a damn good movie it's a damn good movie hamish let's go well you thought i was gonna like absolutely bomb the crap out of it i was worried i'll be honest i was a little bit worried. i i i, I think it take it takes a bit to get going but once it does i think it's fab i mean i, I think the whole the thing with mona lisa at the end's so clever yeah it is the thing about being remembered it, it's it's genius the one the one critique i have not with the not with the actual content of the film it should be called glass onion a benoit blanc mystery not a knives out mystery i, I think it should just be called glass onion get yeah. rid of the subtitle like it's 
it's just glass onion. You got like James Bond isn't called No Time to Die, James Bond. It's not called James Bond, No Time to Die. You've got 007 on the poster, but the movie isn't called 007, No Time to Die. Like I mean, both have got Daniel Craig. In. That that is the link. I'm sorry, I, I kind of oh. messed up on that. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I, I so yeah. Books. People will understand. People still go and see the new James Bond movie because they know it's a James Bond movie. You, you know what? You don't if, need to strap the subtitle in it. If it's going to have a subtitle, it should be called... It, Knives Out should be called Knives Out, A Glass Onion Story. Because Glass Onion was better than Knives Out. Wow. Okay, oh, okay, okay. Oh. I mean, mm. I mean, I think I mildly disagree just because I, I think maybe I haven't had enough time with it. So that's probably why I disagree. But uh, maybe one day I'll, it will get up there. I think I prefer the characters in the first one. I think I do as well. I, I think the issue is with the characters in the first movie. It, it very much tells you, based on how much character development each character is given, on who actually did it. Because there's not much... Char- like you're introduced to this you're big right. cast of characters and some of them don't get more than five minutes i think there's one character who's like a wife of one of them who literally gets introduced and that's it she has yeah. like two other lines yeah well i guess that's because she's not a suspect i don't know well, but no, in no. this you're right every single character because there's not many there's not yeah. many like um walking parts in this because they are all like on an island and every single character has a backstory. Even um, like uh, Dave Bautista's girlfriend, who for the first half doesn't say much, and he's just you think he's there, just there for eye candy. I thought she did it. Um, I was trying to figure it out, and I was like, it makes a little bit of sense if she did. Yeah, and then um, I, I think she she comes out in the second half and is an entirely different character. I'm like, yeah, sick. I like this character. Yeah. Um, I like I get I like getting to know her. Um. Yeah, the, the the Glass Onion is really good, and it is absolutely going to win Best Murder Mystery Movie of the Year. Any objections? No, absolutely not. No. Glass Onion, Ryan Johnson, please come to my house and tell me how to write movies. Good. Um, the next one, the next um category is Best Long Awaited Sequel. Now, there are, there are the two main obvious ones that we will get into a, a bigger discussion on um, in this uh, this uh, opportunity to, to openly discuss these guys. So we've got, first up, of course, Avatar, The Way of Water. Um, we have Top Gun Maverick. Then Jackass Forever. Ooh, okay. Hocus Pocus 2. Ooh. And Ooh. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I want to see it. Yes, um, I, I am going seeing it next week. I need to get around to seeing it. I'm very excited. Um, but I think the two main ones we can talk about here are Avatar and Top Gun. Um, which one do we want to start with? I hate James Cameron. No, you fucking don't. I do. No, you don't. I think he's a pretentious prick. <laughs> don't! You never bet against Cameron. You know why I bet against him? We love Jim. Stop it. Was, it. it was only until this week... Did he finally admit, after making a documentary and com- conducting actual scientific experiments, that Jack could have survived on the door? By the way, by the way, um, I knew this documentary was coming out, and I just want to say, from the bottom of my heart, fuck 
lad bible Why? for putting a post out on on instagram saying james cameron releases new documentary in which he scientifically proves that jack could have fit on the door spoils the whole documentary in a sentence why does there Isn't need to be a documentary sport? wait has it spoiled wait for everyone else now yes but the, but, the, but the, there doesn't Spoiler. need to be a documentary about if if Jack can or cannot fit on the fucking door. Like I think the, it's a fun bit of content. No, because he's been like, no, it's not a fun bit of content. <laughs> for for me, James Cameron has been denying it for years, being like, no, 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 you're wrong. And then finally, people pushed him to the point. He went, fine, I'll prove it, and then got proved wrong. Just, just wait for the next uh, cut of a Titanic to come out next week, and uh, the door will be slightly smaller. Yeah, <laughs> oh, CGI no. door. I can see that happening. No. <laughs> no, no, and then it gets better with how he's been like talking about Avatar. If you haven't seen Avatar yet, I do apologize. I am going to talk about a little bit or two about it in this. There are whales in Avatar two. Yes. They are whales. Let's not dispute that they are whales james cameron says they're not whales i mean they're they're, they're i mean they're, they're alien whales they are fucking whales they make the sound of a whale they're, they're whale shaped they do the jump thingy they have like little calf things that swim with them the baby ones whatever they're called they are whales are you okay, they're, Hamish? No, it's, it's been driving me <laughs> up the wall he's like he's been going on social media being like uh, actually, you're wrong. They're not whales. They're completely different. They're not! They're whales! What are they called? Tukun? Tulkun? I don't know. Nor do I care. They're whales. And why does the whale have a subtitle? <laughs> why do the does, whales does have Does the whale speak? Yes, the whales have subtitles. Hang on, why Joe, do... are you, have you not seen Avatar? I've not seen the new one, no. Oh, dude, you're like the only person in the world that hasn't seen it. This movie is about to become the third most, the third highest grossing movie of all time. The, the whales have subtitles. That doesn't mean it's good, though, does it? I, I think you're the. I think it means that you're the only person in the world that hasn't seen it. <laughs> uh, the, the, dead uh, people whale, haven't seen it. Oh my god! The, the whales have subtitles, and it enrages me. Like, why? Like, am I they... am I watching an Air Buds movie? <laughs> like, oh, I can't wait for Whale Buds. You know, um, I, I I guess I'm the defender of Avatar: The Way of Water now. This movie was excellent. I dug it super hard. Um, I think, I think all the complaints about the first film were taken care of in this because they actually developed a plot. And they made the characters more interesting. I think I am obsessed with these with the new characters they introduced. Um, I really like the Spider. Action, the, Spider Man. Spider like made me Spider? giggle, did, but did, you know what? He's a good character. I like. I, him. I didn't like Spider. Um, of course you didn't. Of course I, you didn't like Spider. I, 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 I like. You hate the, good I, things. I, I like the idea of Spider. I think he was incredibly underused. Well, I mean, we've still we've still got three more of these to come, so yeah, it's like Avatar: The Last Airbender. They're walking through the elements. <laughs> they actually are. The next they one are, has, they has are. lava creatures. Yeah, it's it's meant to be the aggressive fire tribe, as if the rest <laughs> of these tribes haven't been aggressive enough. 
they ride like water dragons and air dragons that eat people the next ones are fire dragons <gasps> yeah it, isn't that just yeah. a dragon yeah yes. that's just like James <laughs> Cameron's like and then we're gonna like it, it'll all come together in this big avatar union thing there, there's so much in that movie that is just like I get that they're like setting up for future movies but I, I genuinely feel that there's so much of it that really should be touched upon in the movie what like humanity have just unlocked the ability for immortality through the whale juice yeah and that's never touched on again it's just what? a bit of background information isn't it it's to to fill out the uh, the world humanity have unlocked they've stopped death how oh, it say the future man yeah but that's not something that you just brush over and go actually back to whale wars which Listen, if you haven't I, I watched whale hilar- wars no 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 if you haven't watched whale wars it is a hilarious tv show if you don't take it seriously um listen i really like avatar um but i still have it having i could be its biggest defender on the planet it is absolutely not winning this category because top gun maverick exists thank you might be it might be one of the best blockbusters of all time without question i need to watch that as well what do you mean you haven't seen it i haven't seen the first one i'm a completionist dude you you don't don't need need to. to you don't need to I've mm. been telling you this. You don't need to see the first one. Just know, watch the like second one. I missed, it's so good. Joe, you I haven't missed I, much. I, You've missed a lot of like homoeroticism in the 80s when it yeah, wasn't allowed. You, you've watched a load of people sit down and go, okay, if you salivate too much at the beach ball scene, oh, then we're oh, going to yeah. have issues. <laughs> <laughs> like... We, we, I was I was me- I was mentioning money with uh, Avatar two, uh, Top Gun Maverick made nearly one and a half billion dollars as it should, and it rocked the summer, all summer. Um, it was, it came out and I think everyone was kind of like, oh well, it's gonna come out. You know, it's been it was so long delayed. I remember seeing a trailer for it, watching nineteen seventeen before COVID at the cinema thinking i've seen this trailer loads it's gonna come out eventually and oh my god was it worth the wait yeah people thought it was gonna get the morbius treatment yeah but it was man you just gotta back tom cruise at this point surely because he's just releasing banger after banger scientology be damned scientology be damned he's a really great movie maker but there's your title for the episode scientology be damned scientology be damned um (laughs) i think the third act even now i still get super tense because you truly don't know what's going to happen because i think with with these big franchise movies like your marvels and your star wars is you kind of know if someone's gonna die yeah and in this movie, you genuinely, at any moment, I was waiting for someone to die. Dude, the I dog was, fights as well. Oh. The dog fights are so good. And the fact that they flew all the planes themselves adds to the hype. 
adds to the, in, the intensity because you like that you know that they are there and you know that everything Tom Cruise is doing, you know that he's doing it, it and it, it just adds to the experience. It is such a fantastic movie. Um, yeah, if if you haven't seen it by now, what the hell are you doing? Also, the beach football scene with that um, One Republic song, elite. Yep, agreed. Elite. Um, and I was skeptical about Miles Teller in this as well, and he's also he's brilliant here. He's he's so brilliant. He proves once again, like he needs to prove it, why he's such a top level actor. Well, he had a really rough run with the Divergent movies. And oh, and Fantastic Four. Yeah. Don't remind me of that. (laughs) Well, no. This um, I, I saw this. I saw this in IMAX. And then I took my friend Molly, who's um, my, my housemate. She um, she doesn't like action films. Very anti it. And I said, Molly, come watch this movie with me. I am begging you. Molly, and shut up. You're coming to the cinema. That's exactly what I said. And then she drove me. Yes. Um, and we sat there and the, the lights came on at the end. She was crying. It is an emotional I still, finish. I still watch the end and I tear up. When they get out of the planes at the end and they hug, I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. It's so an, it, yeah, good. It, it is an emotional finish. And especially, it got a load of shit for being quote-unquote military propaganda movie. Oh, man. And like, it's not. It's really it's not, not. It's really I, not. Like, you're not there to be convinced to join the military. You're there because Tom Cruise fly plane and gun go burr. Yeah, you know, man. That's all you're there for. America. Fuck yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, really, really top level movie. I genuinely didn't think they made movies like this anymore, but they do, and I'm so very glad. Um, you you made a noise, Hamish, when I mentioned Jackass Forever. Yes, I'm a massive fan of the Jackass movies. Yeah. I'm a... I am such a massive endorser of the Jackass movies. There's something so primable about sitting in a cinema and watching a guy get hit in the nuts. There really is. Like, there's... (laughs) Like, the thing is that I've been told about the Jackass movies is that, like, I've been told it's a quote-unquote guys movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, anytime I've watched it, like, I've given flack for people having, like, poop humor uh, like but it is poop humor but it's also poop humor whilst watching people get hurt <laughs> yeah like, i don't know what it is but it makes it so good i i especially like jackass have had some they've taken some hits especially yeah. after jackass 3 with ryan dunn's passing yeah like that 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 really tore apart the cast really badly especially bam his fav- his best friend who is very famously not on Jackass Forever because they said, well, he, he's become a massive alcoholic, bless his heart. And they've said he needed to get into rehab, get clean. And that was the only way they were going to let him on the movie. And really sadly, because they're all really good friends as well. Really sadly, he he refused to and Damn. got really, really bitter with them. But it is a beautiful, beautiful movie because, look, 
no one has probably ever said that about a jackass. <laughs> no, jackass genuinely. But, you are right. You are but, right. I'm going to let you cook. Yeah, but when you like... When you understand what they've come back from, which was a really tragic accident from drink driving. Like, and they come back and they make this movie. And the fact Johnny Knoxville is still kicking after, yeah. like, all the injuries he's had. What a I, king. What a I've, got to, I've got to salute them. I can't, I can't not, like, give no, it to them. No, it's, because it's just a movie about friendship. And who can't relate to that? I, I remember when I was like a kid, we watched Jackass and I proceeded to get on my ripstick, which is like a two wheeled skateboard, <laughs> which you've got to like balance and like wiggle to move. And it's, it's a death trap. But I, we watched Jackass and me and my friends went down to our park and I got to the top of the slide and stood on that and screamed, hi, I'm Hamish Beaton and welcome to Jackass. They videoed <laughs> it. I flew down flung off the slide and nearly broke my neck doing it but to this day it is like one of my best memories because it's like we all laughed about it i got up and just cackled because it's yeah. just people doing stupid shit and it's like the intrusive thought we all want yeah we all want to do it's it's letting the thoughts win <laughs> yeah really it's really top tier stuff and i'm so glad that um it made a decent amount of money and I hope we get another one in the future, but I'm not sure whether they, these guys' bodies can really well, cope with it. It's why they started bringing in new people during yeah. forever, because I, I think they, they know that it's time to kind of start passing the torch on, but they don't want to do the fans a disservice by kind of just cutting them off. For sure. Um, do we give this an award to Top Gun Maverick then? I'm happy to put my vote in for Jackass, actually. Wow, okay. Joe, you haven't um, seen any of these, right? I've seen Hocus Pocus 2, and it's definitely not going to that. So, <laughs> um, if I'd seen Puss in Boots, it probably would have gone to that, because whatever yeah. happens, that would be the best film of all time. But <laughs> I think from what I've heard, I'd have to go Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, you take home the award for best long-awaited sequel. Very deserved. It's the longest wait we've had for one of these sequels as well. Um off the top of my head, was it 36 years? Might have been. Tom Cruise's age, like fine wine. He has. What a handsome man. Um, the next category, we're coming to the end. It is best movie that is a sequel, but is also a reboot of a beloved franchise that keeps the same name as the original. Didn't think this was a subgenre about five years ago, but here we are. Thanks, Halloween. So, we've got, the nominees are Scream, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hellraiser and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> that is that is quite different from the rest of the minute. Um, Just a little bit, and I think it's going to win the award because it, it's it should. A re- it's a really good movie. It should. Uh, it's really smart. It's really smart. I, it's I very did, Roger Rabbit. I didn't think much to it. I don't. Oh, you're so wrong, Joe. But Ugly <laughs> Sonic, Joe. Ugly Sonic. Ugly Sonic is in it. I, 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 I think it's great, but I think it's a bit... I don't know. It, it's, something about it, it's I a think, bit off. I think it is quite reference-heavy. Yeah. And I, I, get I, that, that, can... I get that the world is kind of um, hearing itself now and being like, okay, we don't just want references after references. Um, but I think it's... 
I think I think it still has a really good story in it. I think it's still quite appealing to kids. I think it had a, a slightly darker edge to it, um, like Roger Rabbit does. I think this would be like a Stone Cold classic already, but it does have it's a little bit too kiddie in moments. I, I, uh, but I still think it's really smart with the animation, um, and I love the dynamic between Andy Samberg and John Mulaney. For for me, what it misses. And this is gonna be a weird like reference, is that the type of humor from like the Teen Titans Go movie, where like they go ahead and like murder the Justice League by giving like for instance a baby Aquaman they throw like a a six pack of beer like little plastic, and like it goes around his throat and he dies, or they yeah. push or they push Bruce Wayne's parents down the alleyway. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's it mi- slightly too Disney fan. Yeah, it misses that kind of little bit of humor where Just you're watching edge. it, where you're watching it, and you're going, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just that that one little edge that they needed to push it over. Um, and I think if they did that, this movie would have been like a set of Stone Cold classic. Agreed. But I think it is the best film from that list. I think you can make an argument for Scream. Uh, again, like I said earlier, return to form for the series, but the other two probably dog shit. I've heard all right things about Hellraiser, but not enough for me to warrant it an award. You know? No. Um, are we all vote good with Chippendale then? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joe, have you seen any of the others? No. <laughs> uh, Chippendale wa- wins. <laughs> it's a landslide victory for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Come and collect your award. <laughs> May I see it? No. <laughs> um, the next category, it's a big one. It is best example of, please Hollywood, make it stop. The oh nominees are God. Turning Red, Stop Putting Great Pixar Movies Straight to Disney Plus, Jurassic World Dominion, Please Stop Making Bad Dinosaur Movies, Morbius, Just Stop, Uncharted, Stop making bad video game movies. Moonfall. Stop Roland Emmerich at all costs. <laughs> Pinocchio, the Disney one. Stop doing live action remakes. And finally, you think we forgot, Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore. Stop giving J.K. Rowling... I'm going to re-record that. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> no, no, no. That no, doesn't that get in. taken That's out. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. She doesn't deserve to have her name said properly. Stop giving J.K. Rowling money. Um, there you go. Those are the nominees. Um, I I mean, immediately. Best example. I mean, immediately, I want to go for that one because J.K. Rowling's uh, a turf, which is basically the shit on the bottom of our shoe. But (laughs) like, if if we're like, that would definitely be it. Go off, Queen. If we're if we're like putting that to one side and like choosing from the others. Um, I think, um, I think Jurassic World Dominion, because we, we, I think we're all expecting this big, this big, you know, dinosaur movie. And what we got was some locusts and some bugs. I never watched Dominion. I gave up after the second one because... Fallen Kingdom was so bad. I, I watched half of Fallen Kingdom and turned it off. I... I rarely do that with movies. I can like usually use my autism to like focus in on a movie and just go, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna watch you're gonna watch it and you're gonna finish it. I don't care. 
You can make jokes about it later. With Fallen Kingdom, I was so, so morbidly bored. I would have rather beat myself to death with a spatula. Yeah, Fallen Kingdom was rough. And I heard nothing but bad things about Dominion. That's why I didn't see it. Um, oh, have you, have you, have neither of you seen it? Nope. No, it's a shame so, so because Jurassic World was so good. Yeah. The thing, the thing, there are some, there's some great moments in it. And again, music nerd, but the soundtrack's great. And I think the, the returning trio from the first film, I think they're utilized great. It's just, you see Jurassic Park, Jurassic World for the dinosaurs, and they're not really in it. And it has, well, and, and when they are in it, they're not used how you they should be used, especially in a story which is set up as being dinosaurs that now live amongst us. That is the best idea for a dinosaur movie. They set it up at the end of the second one. That's why I could have forgiven the second one if this one was good. Because at the end of the second one, they set up the idea that the dinosaurs are in the real world. Holy crap. That's such a good idea. And then that short film they released like last year or something in the um, in the caravan park was excellent. And just a showing of what's to come. And then this movie, what, all I heard was, it sucks. It, they wasted this opportunity. It's such a great they, idea for a movie and they squandered it. The, the bits that you want to see where the dinosaurs live amongst people, all in the trailer. Like big nest on top of a building, great visual. But it's like in the intro, and like even the out the like the end of the film where they're showing a montage of dinosaurs living amongst them, it really just looks like stock footage where they've added dinosaurs. Like they were, they suddenly realised, shit, we need to include dinosaurs. So let's get some stock footage, put some dinosaurs in front of it, and a bit of voiceover, and end it like that. It's it it's just, it's not what we were promised, and I think for that reason, it's just not good. What what a shame um, is as well. It's like, with, with these movies, they have such a strong lineage with the Jurassic Park films. And Jurassic World came out, and it, it knocked people's socks off. The second one came out, and people were like, eh, maybe, it's alright, it's not great. And then I watched it, and went, you're all fucking wrong, it's awful. But then, then this came along, and I have, I've heard nothing about this movie. And that enough tells me that it's crap. Guys, guys, it made over a billion dollars. No, no. Because you know what's even it more made, upsetting? It made a, just a stroke over a billion. What is upsetting is when they released it on, di on uh, digital and physical release, it was promoted as having, oh, with more footage and more dinosaurs. It's got an extended but edition. I've not seen it, but I'm guessing what you have of the dinosaurs still isn't what you want. It's more of those fucking bugs. I think that's my last F word of the <laughs> podcast. I've just but given seriously, up. Seriously, why are there bugs? Why are there bugs? It's not a bug. It's not a bug's life. There's not giant crickets. It's bloody yeah, no, dinosaurs. So where are they? There, there are three movies this year that made a billion dollars, and it is Avatar... Top Gun Maverick and Jurassic World Dominion and the fall off of quality is insane. I thought Morbius did though because he got it got no more no dollars, Morbius didn't, didn't make a billion it made a more billion. Oh, is that is that more? Yes, obviously. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> on a set on a, on a separate note, Uncharted. I watched it. It exists, but also Sony, please stop putting your post credit scene in the trailer. 
stop it yeah. and stop at the last and shot in the trailer. You and silly also people. Stop, stop playing. Stop putting Mark Wahlberg in. Stop in giving Mark Wahlberg he, work, please. He's not funny. He mumbles. He's really not funny. I, he's really not funny. It's not good. He does play the same character in every movie. He does. Aside from face. Ted. Aside from Ted, I will give him that. Ted is good. Ted is good. But, like, in every movie, he plays, like, oh, I'm just, like, some single masculine man. And, uh, don't look at my rap career. I don't give a shit when about I was, the world. Don't, don't look at my rap career where I was incredibly a racist. And, uh... You know, he, the, the only thing I will give Mark Wahlberg is he released a, uh... <laughs> you released a fitness video? No. Marky Mark's workout? Look it up. Doesn't he, if you want to laugh. cryogenic freezing or something. Yes, he does. Yes, If you want to do a drinking game to a, a, a piece of screen art, we'll call it. It's not a TV show. It's not a movie. It's art. Go watch Marky Mark's workout. I've ju- I'm just looking at the list of money makers this year. And Puss in Boots The Last Wish is about to overtake Black Adam. Good. Good. As it should. That's, that's crazy. Sorry. Um, and it has already made more money than Uncharted in America. Hmm. Um, what were the other ones I talked about? Moonfall. Moonfall was the worst yeah. movie I saw this year. It's the worst. I... I watched the trailer and at the start of it, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then the trailer kept going. I went, I'm like that. I'm not going to see it. <laughs> I, I've basically seen the whole movie just from the trailer. I think, I think there's a good, uh, there's a good shout for the nominee for turning red here. Like Pixar movies. They're just not making any money anymore. Unless it's got toy story on it. They're just not making money. Um, Lightyear made no money at all. And I know that's toy story. Technically, but it's not called Toy Story. It only made $200 million. And I think it's a problem with a lot of Disney films now. They're not making all that money because people know that it's going to come on Disney Plus in less than two months. Yeah. Like, Doctor Strange came out in May. By July, it was on Disney Plus. What's the point in going seeing it? You can just wait a couple of months and see it for free. You're not wrong. So I, th- I think Disney have a big problem on their hands by putting everything straight onto Disney Plus. Because um, I think some of these movies that they've got here that haven't cracked a billion. Disney have not had... I mean, obviously, Avatar is still Disney. But, like, Disney-owned things properly, not Fox, is none of them made a billion dollars. The closest was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and that hit nine nine 955. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a sign. I guess we'll have to see what next year brings. Um, what are we giving? Uh, who are we giving the award to then? I think instantly I'd go for Fantastic Beasts because I think we can yeah. all agree J.K. Rowling doesn't deserve to. And um, also, those movies exist. are so bad. Yeah, just those stop making so, them, so please. Bad. Stop making them. And stop. Could, yeah, quite, stop giving J.K. Rowling a platform, please. I could quite happily watch J.K. Rowling cut her gum on a cornflake. Oh Jesus Christ, Hamish. That is like, that's worse than stepping on Lego. It looks like Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore has won our award of please Hollywood make it stop. Um, I don't want to see another one of these movies ever exist. We've got a few more. Um, the next one should be a pretty straightforward one. We've talked about all the movies in this category already. Um, biggest surprise of the year. 
Um, there are four nominees that I've got here, and I'm welcome to more suggestions. Um, the nominees I've got are Prey, Jackass Forever, Terrifier 2, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off and say Prey. Prey, Prey was a really big surprise. I was expecting nothing, and got mm. one of the best movies of the year. Not not after the absolute shit show that have been the Predator movies as of recent. But to so. be fair, like it was Dan Trachtenberg that made it, and he's got such a good huh, track record. Um, he did Ten Cloverfield Lane, and he helped. Um, what else did he do? Oh, he directed uh, some episodes of The Boys as well. Well, yeah, no, I get that. But as soon as you put anyone by the Predator IP, it begins yeah. to dance a line. A line... Uh, absolutely. A, a line that can suck anyone in, no matter how good an <laughs> actor or director they are. Boyd Holdbrook, I forgive you. It's okay. We can talk about Predator or the... Yeah, the Predator. We can talk about that. It's okay. <laughs> also, here's my number. Um, <clears throat> Nice. I know. Boyd Holberg, our biggest listener. Uh, <laughs> but, like, you know, you just didn't expect much from it. And then when you watch that movie, you go, holy shit. Joe, you saw the, you saw Prey, right? I did. Um, I think I liked it. I, like, I, I think as a Predator movie, it really works. I think it's... A lot of the stuff happens near the end. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, but I I did really enjoy it. I'm not saying I didn't. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I think, um, as like as as a surprise that's not on the list. Um, yeah. I think please. Spirited, the Christmas film with Will Ferrell and um, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that, Ryan Reynolds was that any good? That was that was a lovely film. I didn't expect it to be any good. Um, but it was it was a lovely surprise. It was. I don't know. I think it's a Christmas classic. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I I, I saw the trailers. I just didn't see it. Um, yeah, that, that might have to be uh, watching for, for next Christmas now. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to wait another eight months. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, this um, might come out in eight months. You, you, you know that was a surprise that isn't on this list? Go for it, please. <laughs> it's not a good surprise. Oh, dear. <laughs> A movie that Owen Wilson starred in called Secret Headquarters. No! Stop it! <laughs> it is so unbelievably shit. No, I haven't seen it, but I saw what trailers and clips, and it is Look bloody it up. awful. Look Charlie it up. Charlie and his friends discord a secret headquarters <laughs> of a superhero in his backyard. But with a, when a few villains attack the headquarters, they must team up to defend it. Okay. What? I, fuck am I, I do at? I do apologize that this is really not really bad podcast etiquette but guys I'm going to quickly send you a picture of the the movie's main <laughs> poster for those who are listening at home I think I've... google along look at how big his head is Look how... I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> how... Oh, no. It's so That's a dis... massive head. It's so disproportioned. And this movie, it, it screams we can be heroes. Which, um... for some reason, Pedro Pascal signed on for. He did do that, didn't he? Owen Wilson, what the fuck is wrong least... with you? 
I mean, you can tell, like, honestly, it's straight to streaming movies just have a different feel to them. I, um, I, no, here's the thing. I want to know why. But it's, it's Owen so Wilson weird, isn't to it? it? If a movie goes on Netflix, you're willing to give it a chance. But if a movie comes on Disney Plus or Paramount, I'm like, this isn't good. There's a reason you're here. I, like, I feel as if, like, this movie was made because, like, some, some sort of, like, low, low budget, like, Netflix director wanted, wanted some, yeah, I'm looking at the, like, directors, I know none of them, but I feel as if he had some sort of favor to call in with Owen Wilson, and he was like, drop what you're doing. You're coming to film Secret Headquarters. <laughs> and Owen Wilson was like drugged and put in a van and like dragged, kicking and screaming to the set. Jesus Christ. It looks so bad. People people were complaining. I don't know what movie it was that got announced. I think it was actually Morbius people were complaining about. And then people went, why is no one talking about this? And someone posted it on Twitter and went, this can't be real. This is like, this is some sort of like high school students, you know, media studies coursework. But no, it exists. And the fact that no one speaks about it and it's got Owen Wilson in in it. I don't know. It's the biggest surprise for me. I kind of love it and I kind of hate it. I think the biggest surprise is the size of his head on that poster. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's really badly shopped. I want to give my biggest surprise of the movie to, to, to my biggest surprise of the year to uh, Terrifier Two, because I've been I watched the first one and the second one back to back, and the first one was so awful that then watching the second one, I was like morbid curiosity. I guess I gotta check this out, and the second one was so vastly superior in the performance of Art the Clown to the special effects to just the the cojones of the movie to go so weird towards the end. Um, well, I'm going to give my biggest surprise of the year to Terrifier 2. I, I want to agree with you because Terrifier is like... As soon as Terrifier came out, it became a cult classic. It, yeah. it, it cemented itself amongst the video nasties Hey, look! I know horror genre now too. Um, it, it it cemented itself in the realm of video nasties or modern video nasties because yeah. it, it it is it's a movie that did not stray away from showing you know like wonderful practical effects, but like at the same time, it's just disgusting. Is um, it is it banned over here? Or is it just not being shown? I think it's just not been released. It's not been released. It's on the same vein as, as you know, because Human Centipede 2 was banned. Um, because the uh, guy... Per- re- Pearl hasn't been released over here. Yeah. So it's in the same vein as that. It's just uh, they didn't have the money to do a big international release, and so they've not done it yet. Um, so we're just waiting for it to get released. I am willing to give my, my vote to Secret Headquarters because I hate it. And it has Owen Wilson in it. Wait, that's not Joe. why you hate it, is it? Well, no, I hate that, like, Owen Wilson is somehow attached to this movie. It's the same as We Can Be Heroes. Why Why the hell haven't they signed on for this? What, like, what, like, fever dream am I in? 
Joe, I, what I gets like... your biggest surprise of the year? Oh, um... I feel like I think quoting Prey. Will... I think the I think Prey. I think the biggest surprise is that it came on Disney Plus and that I could actually watch it. That was the big surprise. So that's you yeah. know that's true. That's true. Yeah, so, you know what? Because Hellraiser, I was expecting that to go on Disney Plus. Nope. Where the hell is that? So yeah, Prey. Where the hell is Hellraiser? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, I think uh, I I I would back a Prey vote. So I, I'm gonna. I guess we're gonna give it to Prey. Okay. Uh, yes. Congratulations, Prey. Um, you can, you know what? You can, I'll, I'll just send your award in the post. I don't want you to come and collect it. Please don't kill me, Predator. Um, it's yeah, the feral really? predator, not the predator. Oh, my apologies. Get your, that's why you keep me around for this kind of nerd content. <laughs> this is the last of the jokey awards. Um, wait, there's more a, awards? There's a couple more. Oh my God. We're getting to the end. We're getting to the end. Trust me. So this next <laughs> one is um, it, it's the last big jokey one. It is um, best movie with a story that heavily involves the idea of a multiverse in which a character played by a famous horror icon is squirted with mustard. What? The nominees are everything, everywhere, all at once, and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, can we can we skip to the bit where we all say everything everywhere all at once, please? Yes, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> um, just in case you were wondering, um, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, gets squirted by mustard in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Bruce Campbell gets squirted with mustard in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse. Of I don't Thank like you. the word squirted. <laughs> Only hot takes here on the Film Moon <laughs> podcast. <laughs> squirted. I've... The 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 uh, pen penultimate. Um, category. Best TV show. Um, the nominees I've gotten written down here. Um, if you guys have a, have a different favourite, please let me know. But the ones I, I saw on Google were The Boys, Severance, Andor, Wednesday, Stranger Things, Dharma, House of the Dragon, Peacemaker, The Rings of Power, the Sandman, The Bear, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, Barry, oh. Atlanta, The White Lotus, and Better Call Saul. Were there any others that you guys wanted to at least mention, that if, even if they don't win? Because um, there's quite a few on there that I haven't seen. Uh, but of the ones I've seen, I would probably go with either... Uh, <gasps> With oh, either the bear or Severance, because they nope. were both excellent. You're all wrong. You're all wrong. Ron? No, you're not wrong. You're wrong. I'm Xander. I I know exactly the pick that I am going for. Go on, Joe. Bust. Don't hug me. I'm scared. The new you said it. Series. I read that out. I read that out. Did you? That was one of the nominations. Oh, I seem like such a prune now. Oh. <laughs> No, I was too focused on typing them out, and you were going so quickly, I couldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> it was... Oh, I'm going yeah, to that Don't worry, don't I'm scared. Uh, was... Uh, yeah, I, I can't yeah. believe it actually came out. That's crazy. I, I want to give it to Sandman, I'm sorry. I like Sandman, I, but the aspect ratio bugs me. I didn't finish it. What? I didn't finish it. How many episodes did you get in? Two. 
You missed oh, the past you haven't episode. seen episode four and five. You haven't seen four and five. I haven't oh, seen you three fool. either. You oh, fool! No, 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 no! It doesn't matter. Four and five are the best episodes. They are, they are petrifyingly good. Oh, you fool! Okay, okay, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Fuck. You fool! I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Fool of a took. I, um, I, I, I'm, I'm giving it to Sandman specifically for episodes four and five. They are some of the best TV I have watched. Um, um, silence after I said that. I also think I know some people weren't very nice about this, but The Rings of Power was a beautiful show. Slow at points, didn't um, see it, but the world building was great. I, I love the final episode and what it's setting up. I, I'm just in love with that world and to see an expansion of um the you know the universe that we've seen in uh, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. It's just so nice to return to it. Um. And see a new spin on some stuff that we might have seen before. But yeah, I, I really liked uh, Rings of Power. Um, I didn't I, see I, it. I've enjoyed the pseudo-racists that have come out and complained about it. Oh, yeah, we love those. Because they're like, oh, the the books state that it takes place in Central Europe, or the equivalent of, and like uh, black people don't exist in Central Europe. So, uh, why, why... I'm sorry, there, like, neither does the Eye mix? of Sauron. <laughs> yeah, exactly! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. I've been to London uh, and I saw the bloody Eye of Sauron next to Big Ben. What? Yeah, pe- and and all I saw were the whites. Yeah, oh. no, people are like complaining, being like, it shouldn't be like mixed characters. Like, I'm not racist. I'm just trying to stay. Like, I just want there to be like a true telling of the story. Oh. And then there's oh. people complaining I hate about people like that. No, no, and then there's people complaining about the story, right? So Rings of Power is based on a. It's not a novel. So Tolkien left a a series like I want to say like it's almost like a history book. Like at this point in the timeline this happens. And then there's a bit of flavor text and then at this point this happens bit of flavor text. There's not like actual stories. So people are complaining that those stories are changing. And they're not major changes, they're maybe minor changes or maybe one person doesn't do something and goes and does something else. And it's usually they complain about it when it's a woman doing it instead of a man. So not only is it like the pseudo-racists, but it's the pseudo-sexists that are coming out of the woodwork. Because God uh... forbid directors and writers have creative liberty. Yeah, no. I think this this year is... I mean, every year shows that it's... This is what I was talking about in my rant earlier about The Last of Us. Like... We, we see some gay characters and now suddenly this is the worst show of all time and it's the worst adaptation they've ever seen. And it's yeah. just, it's really upsetting because it drives the, it drives the conversation and driving the conversation on Twitter and making articles about it just gives these guys a voice and I'm just, please stop. Dude, you're, my kids are watching this. I can't yeah. believe you'd allow black people in Rings of Power. It, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's it's shocking. It's actually shocking. Have either of you seen or even heard of Severance? No, I I've seen I've seen like the poster and I know the premise and I really want. It's on my list of things to watch. I just haven't found yeah, the time. It, it's on Apple TV. It's um it's a weird mystery box show, um or like sorry, not mystery box, puzzle box, um where the it's set in a distant a near future where these. Uh, where this company has a policy called severance where 
your your work is so top secret that once you enter the workplace, you essentially I have become a this. different person. I've seen this. I've seen this. No, I, I I completely forgot the name of it. I've seen this. Yeah. With um oh. with Adam Adam Scott is he called? It's, it's fucking Ben from Parts and Rec. Isn't yeah, it? yeah 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 yeah. Yes, I've seen this. Yes. Oh dude, it's so good. I. I, yeah, uh, so, I, yeah, it's your your memories are removed as soon as you step out of the workplace. Anything that you did in work, you don't remember. So it's almost like having two personalities. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. It's so good. And even like you just see that the character, like the the the, the changes in character demeanor as they go down the lift, and like the sort of the change in the camera. It's so good. It's like minor, but it's so it's. It's a really excellent show, um, and the the season finale was so tense. I'm, uh, yeah, very hyped for for season two when that comes. Uh, so that would be on my list, and the bear as well, which is a uh, new to Disney Plus. It's uh, about a guy who uh, takes over his brother's restaurant. Haven't it's an eight that. episode comedy. Um, oh, I say comedy. It's intense for a comedy, but it is a comedy. Um, really, really top tier stuff. Again, I feel like I'm saying the same things. There's only only so many adjectives. Um, but I haven't seen Andor. I heard great things. And Andor, Andor is brilliant. is brilliant. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I've said this before, but again, the soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, and it's nice to have practical effects in Star Wars and. Uh, not this over reliance on the big LED screen that Mando and the Book of Boba Fett have been using. It's real locations, which I I really really uh, really really liked. Um, <laughs> real locations, real people, real people. Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> I never real expected cases. a Judge Judy reference in this. <laughs> I feel like we can give. Uh, I feel like we can give three awards out for this because it's such a big category. Yeah. Uh, so I I think I'm willing to give uh, my my cut of the award to Severance uh, because it truly had me hooked um, for the whole thing. Oh, we pick him I'm... one each. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I'm okay. I'm giving mine to Sandman. I Un- think... Unless Joe gives one to Sandman, in which case I'll give one to Peacemaker. Oh, I don't know because I really liked. Don't hug me. I'm scared. But as an experience, I think I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed Andor more. Um, nice. Because I was more invested in that world. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, Joe, altogether, it doesn't really matter. Um, How none dare of this you? matters. These, these, these are <laughs> I wars. thought you were just someone talking about my opinion for a minute. Like, Joe, yours doesn't matter. Joe, at the end of this, uh, we're actually going to edit everything you say out and replace it with the sound of an elephant. Honestly, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that earlier. I saw the recording was over two hours, and I was like, "How do we cut it down?" Co- if one of these fuckers haven't recorded their audio, wait a minute. Oh, mine cut out about seven minutes ago. Joe. Um. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I hate so, you so much. Xander's eye twitched with I'm still rolling. It did. I'm it did. You know, it did. I'm um, rolling. Okay, last. The, this is the penultimate category. I feel like it might be pretty easy. Um, 
worst movie of the year. Worst movie of the year. Worst movie of the year. Is there suggestions or is this just like an open? Just it's an open question. There are no nominees oh, for okay. the last two. Um, it so, is an open suggestion. So I feel as if we first need to put in Secret Headquarters. <laughs> a movie that none of us have seen. <laughs> none of I us can have only seen, tell it's bad though. But you can look at it and go, "Wow, it's shit." <laughs> um, and then followed closely by Blacklight by Liam Neeson, because. <laughs> Like I said before this recording, it looks like every other Liam Neeson movie, a.k.a. every other Taken film, a.k.a. Liam Neeson holding a Glock. <laughs> and that's it. Um, any other suggestions? Um, um, my, my two main ones would be uh, would be Morbius, which is an obvious one, <gasps> and, and Moonfall. You'll have to correct me when this came out, but... The Bubble, which I think came out in January. Beast of a Bubble. Beast of a Bubble. It was what this year. What an absolute pile of dog crap. Wait, wait. Was it Beast of a Bubble or is there another movie called... No, no. The Bubble with Karen Gillan, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Beast of a Bubble. Beast of a Bubble. No, it wasn't be- It's just The Bubble. It's just called The Bubble, Hamish. Is it? I thought it was Beast of a Bubble. No. No. It was it was, they had a marketing campaign where the first poster came out and it was for this big blockbuster at Netflix and then the real poster came out and it's mostly it shows that that poster was fake and it was all green screen and it's actually about people trying to make a movie. Uh, yeah, Cliff. Yeah, watching yeah, yeah. It, watching it, I was, watched this with you. It was <laughs> one of the most demeaning and disheartening experiences of my entire time on this planet. But oh I was God. watching it with <laughs> you, Hamish, and C1. And I was sitting there like, I really hope that they're not enjoying it. Because I'm sitting here resenting this entire experience. And I hope they don't turn to me and go, that, you know what, Joe? That was really good. And I I looked at you, I think it was like halfway through, because we had to pause it. And I think we were all like, this is absolutely terrible. What the hell are we doing? And it kept on going. And it was so long. And it's got that annoying guy who plays Uncle Fester in Wednesday. He's not funny. He's annoying. And we, we 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 took a we took a break i think as there was like 50 minutes of it left and i turned to you and went i'm gonna go to the toilet can you just pause it no i, I said i'm gonna to the toilet you can keep playing it and you and sawan turned around and said no no if <laughs> we have to all suffer you have to suffer <laughs> <laughs> it was you absolutely horrible pause it. I, 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 I think I, I had a bad headache at the time as well, and it was like I specifically took longer at the toilet, just hoping that you guys would start playing it, but no, you no. didn't. You no, no. didn't. You were not going to miss a single second of it because if we had to watch it, so did you. And I if, pretended if you to take a phone it, call. I'm, I feel really bad for you. I, I that pretended is the worst to take film. I, I pretended to take a phone call in it and like walked out of the room and I heard I heard the film pause and I think <laughs> I, I think I went okay bye and then came back in and was like oh no, I was we're still out. waiting Hamish <laughs> uh, yeah like, don't get me wrong some of the movie had me laughing some oh, of it did, did. It? I the think bit it was when, like the, the, the bit when the woman has her hand blown off I find is quite funny I think one of the best bits was seeing Karen Gillan and seeing Daisy Ridley in a workout video. But I think the rest of it 
Even the Ewan McGregor! No, it wasn't Ewan McGregor. Was it Ewan McGregor? No, it was James McAvoy. No, Even not. the James McAvoy cameo. The it, James McAvoy cameo. It could not have improved it. Of, it was kind of funny, the James McAvoy cameo. It you was gotta give it that. Scotsman. <laughs> yeah, the, this, this movie feels like a fever dream. I, I, I'm good. I'm great. <laughs> Zander, I didn't see uh, it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Joe, when Xander's up to watch, uh, what's the, what was it we're going to uh, watch? Rara? We're getting drunk and watching this movie. No, no, no. <laughs> no. The only way you can enjoy it is on the on the the final stages of liver failure. I wish um, I wish that during the film I was a bubble, so someone could have popped me, then I wouldn't have, then I would have died and wouldn't have to watch it. It's such Jesus a Christ. What, like I wish someone had removed my oxygen from my body during the process of watching that film. Like, I, I wish like... oxygen would have permeated through my membrane through osmosis during it. It was like, absolutely like, terrible. Like, I genuinely <laughs> I genuinely would have enjoyed sitting down and watching bad Family Guy episodes with every single one, on one of my exes. You can appreciate the like... animation with that. What do you appreciate <laughs> with the bubble? Nothing. Like... Oh like... <laughs> Oh my I, god! Like the the bubble is like, it's such a mind-numbingly piece of shit movie, and like I we call things we call a lot of things pieces of shit on the on the podcast. Shit can be enjoyed, but like like, this, like no, like I I genuinely would have preferred to have my toenails removed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's so. Bats. I would have yes. preferred a used comdon from Jared Leto, if I'm honest. Yes! I, I I would have preferred having Jared Leto be my roommate and be method acting the Joker. I'll be honest, guys. I'll be honest. I really didn't see that many bad movies this year. So well, you guys are going to have to carry this. this. I guess this is no, it. No, this is it. This is it. This is the bad movie. It's the bubble. It is it, the bubble. Awful. Congratulations. Because because it just keeps going and it won't stop. <laughs> it never ends. It never ends. And when you think it's going to end, you pause it and it's got 50 minutes more. The award for the unflushable turd goes to the bubble. <laughs> yes. The bubble. Wow. Okay. I'm, I got to see this movie. I got to see it. We're, we're watching it drunk together. The Bubble wins our award for worst movie. Did not get a single mention throughout the entire podcast, but it swoops in at the end to get the big prize. <laughs> the movie. I would rather have my ribs removed without anesthetic. Like. These are so vivid. Like, so... No, no, it's so bad. Um, I'd I'd, yeah. I would suffer an emotional breakup with my partner of I, I would I would be rather left at the altar than watch the the bubble. <laughs> but but By, you want me to watch it with you? Yeah, you need to experience <laughs> it. You need to. Um the bubble, the, congratulations. Don't collect your award. No, no, don't don't you congratulate yeah. that film. Don't you No, dare. yeah, no. You're better off tap dancing on broken glass barefoot. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it I is. Thought, I honestly thought that Mor- Morbius didn't take home like a single award tonight. That's crazy. No, it did. It did. Oh, um, it took worst horror worst, movie. Worst horror. Yeah, Moonfall didn't take home any awards. That's crazy. Maybe that's for the best that Moonfall doesn't win at anything. It should have won for a film that no one cares about. 
Yeah, there you go. Film that no one cares about, Moonfall. Um, the final <laughs> award of the night. Sorry. Oh, hold on. I forgot about fucking Bubble, Joe. I <laughs> no, forgot I, about it. I was looking I for my list of films it. I watched, and there it was at the beginning of the year. I repressed it like a traumatic memory. <laughs> and you... It's come up, and now I can't stop thinking You can about remember it. every single detail. The only thing I'm going to do when this ends is go watch the clip of James McAvoy running in it, because it is is one of the few bits that makes me laugh. Because out of nowhere, there's James McAvoy. <laughs> the credits are pretty funny, to be honest. But yeah, anyway, continue. Um, We're down to the final award of the night, and it's been a really great night. Um, So I just want to say thank you guys for taking this ride with me. Um, the final award is, of course, best movie of the year. Um, mm. Again, it's it's open to you guys. Uh, I have in front of me my my bubble. top ten of the year, um, and my number one is I think of is is of no surprise to anyone. Um, my my number one of the year is Top Gun Maverick. Mine is gonna be the Batman. I, I, I'm a massive DC geek. Yeah, I live by DC. Marvel, I like, but like, I live by DC. And to finally see it adapted in the way that it should have been so many years ago, and just done correctly, and everything down to the T was perfect with that movie. And I will give, I, I, I will criticize it. Yeah, but for me, the f- like, it's perfect. It's what it's what I needed. It's what I desperately needed, and I really hope that going forward, future DC movies look at that and go, okay, so we need to stop fucking about. Absolutely, I think that's why they brought James Gunn in and they're doing this whole new DC slate. Um, yeah, because the Batman has really shaken things up. It, it's, it's so it's such a wonderful movie, and my partner will be doing star jumps that I'm saying this because the Batman is their favorite movie. I'm pretty sure of all time. They they like after watching it, they went on this massive like big spiel about buying a Riddler cosplay. Have bought the Riddler cosplay, <laughs> and. Rightfully so, because I think that movie is actual cinema art. Top but, tier yeah, stuff. That 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 that's my that's my vote. Joe. Yeah, I, I I have to agree with Hamish. Has to be wow the Batman. I mean, I've I haven't seen many films in cinemas, uh, in in 2022. But that was the one where I was watching and I was like, <laughs> I know it's it's weird to say, but this is cinema, like. Even, like, when the soundtrack makes me excited, like, I was sat next to C1, and she knows how much I like, like, the music in films, and the the, the car chase bit where um, he's chasing after the penguin, oh, and oh, the music so plays in that, sound. and the Batman theme comes in, and she looked at me and just saw how, how much of a smile I had on my face. If, if that, you know, not many films can have that effect on me, just watching it was pure joy, and it was nice to see a comic book movie which felt l- not just like a comic book movie. It was, I don't know, it was a work of art. 
and I think it yeah. truly deserves all the praise it's getting and I'm very excited for the Batman part two. Can, can I just add, we went to the midnight viewing of it and because it was every, it was literally everyone's first time seeing it and in that opening shot whenever the uh, the mayor steps aside and there's oh. the Riddler behind him oh, everyone in everyone in the cinema just went oh. like they, they all went quiet they all kind of tensed up, and I you saw physically people kind of like gripping their chairs. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I don't quite think we've had a villain like that since Heath Ledger's Joker, and I think it surpasses Heath Ledger's Joker, which I don't say easily because I think Heath Ledger did a beautiful job. May he rest in peace. But I th- it's a better it's a better Batman <laughs> film than the Dark Knight trilogy put together i think it understands batman better it's a better it does it does. it's a more well constructed movie wow um, these are only hot takes on the filming podcast these are these are spicy yeah. these these tingle at the tip you know the, I, uh, I, I i can't believe none of us have said everything everywhere all at once which is probably i the liked batman. it i liked it one. i liked the it batman. but it's not the best the batman i think is the best i i i i, I I think it took my breath away in the fact that I thought Chris, what was his name? He plays Bruce Wayne. I completely Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. I, I I thought Robin Pattinson was gonna be crap. <laughs> I whenever I heard he was cast, I was like, <laughs> Robert I was Crappinson. Like, yeah, I thought <laughs> when he was cast, I was like, oh no, no. As, see, I I knew, oh, I knew, man, man, was I wrong? And when we saw the trailer. With the this shot is... of him walking, like, f- with the fire behind him, I, See, like, that was when I was sold. This is a rare time for me where the trailer lived up to the film. Like, yes! everything I saw in the trailer and I wanted, like, the vibe and the feel of the film I wanted, it was there times a thousand. And, <laughs> oh, seeing the, seeing is... the upside down shot of Batman with the penguin in the car. Oh, Bring the me thing back is to that. Well, Take me back. It's not. It's a long movie, but at no point throughout it are you like, "Is this done yet?" No, not at all. Because it's it's at its heart, it's still a like a mystery film. It's a nice. And then once slow you figure burn, out the it... mystery, then once you figure out the mystery about two thirds of the way through, you're like, "Oh no, now there's this to worry about." And so you're it, worrying about yeah. more things. It earns its runtime. You know, it does. Black, yeah. And, and dare I say, one of the best comic book villains yeah it on screen dare i say i think he's gotta be up there yeah because the thing is he isn't like you know he doesn't have this like big motive he just wants to be seen and he's a nut like once you get past the fact like oh he doesn't have this vendetta batman you beat me up in front of my kid blah 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 He's just a psychopath. And I once think... you understand that, it's simple, it's good, and, oh, it's just... I, th- I think also, just as a, a, a small point, one of the things that really, after watching it, you really respect about it is, I'm glad they cut that Joker scene from the middle. What a great decision. What a great decision, because you don't don't distract them with the joke you don't need that you didn't even need him in the end to be honest but yeah joe that's a really good point 
Um, but unfortunately, we, we've got to. I kind of got to wrap this up now because we're <laughs> we're running so far beyond time. But um, yeah, Batman, you've won the award for best movie of the year. No, the real answer is Secret head- Headquarters. Oh, fuck so. off, Joe. Honest, I, I'm so tired. Please, just stop. <laughs> best movie poster of the year as well. <laughs> And that will do it for the award show, the 2022 Film Me In Awards. Maybe some more awards for next year? Question mark? New logo by then, maybe? New logo by then? (laughs) Another new logo? What? Reggie? Reggie? (laughs) Reggie? Sweet Scoob. I'll get you, my pretty! Like a like scoops, they nominated <laughs> Batman. <laughs> hey, Peter. <laughs> We're losing our minds here. <laughs> We've been at this for over three hours. I will chop this down into a relatively decent-sized podcast for you guys, uh, for you to consume. Consume. So I would say we'll see you guys next week, but we're not really sure what the schedule is going to be for this or when we're next going to record. So I'm just going to say thank you for listening. And we um, we, we we are going to see you soon. But what I do also want to say is thank you to the guys here for, for coming on this, um, for doing this award show with me. Because it's so silly, but it really does mean a lot to me that they did this. So uh, th- thank you, Hamish, for being here. Um, where can the people find you? Thank you very much for having me. People can find me on Twitter at Beaten Hamish. I know, inventive. Um, or on Instagram at uh, hbeat2684. Oh, I got that one right. Um, I upload absolute crap on Instagram. But on Twitter, feel free to talk about me. Talk to me. Or about me. <laughs> talk about me, yes. Inflate <laughs> my ego. But... That, that is all I like to do on Twitter. Is talk about Hamish. Yeah. That, um... <laughs> That Feel Hamish free dude to uh, ch- chat with me about any kind of movie or TV uh, out there. Or if you want to interact with uh, Joe Cook, uh, you can reply to his tweet, which is on my feed from three days ago, which says, what do you think of the, defen- the, the definitive look of the 12th Doctor? <laughs> oh, I hate you. I hate you. You, you noob. You, oh. And also, thank you to obviously joe cook this is a nice segue it segues very nicely into which i plug a load of things into a socket um so my twitter at cook 11 joseph again creative which is where i put all sorts of lovely shenanigans um mainly nerdy doctor who stuff but i'm open to talk about uh flintstones viva rock vegas spy kids and some other stuff uh whatever floats your boat not it or pennywise um, I do some Doctor Who posters and other digital stuff on my Instagram, which is JoeCook underscore digital artwork, uh, which you, where you can find all my artwork. And if you want to see some uh, breakdowns of those posters or the layers that went into it, you can find the time lapses for those on my YouTube channel, which is Rebel Whovian. So if you haven't already, go subscribe. Thank you. Yeah, Joe's YouTube channel is goaded. Oh, bless you. Uh, but it's got a video with me coming out soon. Yep, in the editing stage right now. Whenever it comes out. When it happens, possibly. This year. Maybe next year? Question mark? Maybe next year. Thank you from me as well. You can find out more stuff on the podcast over on our Instagram page and uh, Facebook and Twitter if we start using it. 
which I, which I guess we might, but I'm not sure yet. That <laughs> this is still like new stages, so you just have to bear with us through the teething process. And of course, the posters that are made every week on our, our Instagram page are done by the wonderful Joe Cook uh, here. So um, look forward to seeing those back again. This has been really great. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to seeing you guys whenever we see you next. Uh, Stay safe. I hope you had a good 2022. And let's bring on 2023. And we will see you all very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. That was uh, podcast gravy there, boys. Radio gravy.